Everybody and welcome back to Double Oz Seven, a James Bond podcast. As we bring you an episode today that you have been waiting for a long time. No, we're not continuing to rank certain aspects of James Bond because we've done two of them. We thought that's enough, at least for the time being. We thought we would do something more exciting, and that is sit down and watch a movie together with you, our dear listener. That's right, we are here to provide audio commentary of all your favourite James Bond movies. And just like we did with the first one of Doctor No, we've decided to skip forward a bit to the 19th movie and bring you The World Is Not Enough audio commentary for you to somehow enjoy James Bond in a different way by two people who have nothing to do with James Bond except for the fact they enjoy watching them just like you. My name is Ben and The World Is Still Not Enough for Me and that is the best introduction I could come up with after five months of not being on this show. Uh, and I'm Colin, and the last time I was on an episode with Ben, I believe Desmond Llewellyn was still with us, so we picked an appropriate movie to discuss here today. <laughs> yes, it has been a while. Um, a lot has, uh, happened, I guess. Yes, Desmond's sadly no longer with us. Um, <laughs> Timothy Dalton. There is Noah, sadly. Timothy Dalton is no longer James Bond. Uh, we've had a couple more since. Um, and yes, it's, it's a big era in this, um, film series franchise called James Bond. Uh, the Cold War is over, um, and yes, so much has happened. But it's exciting to be here. I've I've missed uh, talking. Noah's yes, not here now. We kicked him off because you know he decided to go to Europe. I mean, good for him. Uh, but I guess as kind of was explained in the Doctor No commentary, uh, our lineups will sort of change throughout these as our circumstances change. Uh, we do have lives outside of this, believe it or not. Um, so as of right now, you're hearing Colin and myself. And uh, look, to me, Colin, that's all that we need sometimes. Yeah. And next week, it may very well be you and Noah and then me and Noah. And it'll just, it's going to change constantly. Everything's dependent on time zones, traveling, whether I have a baby crying in the background. Same. There's always going to be something ruining your favorite podcast, but uh, two out of three ain't bad. Yes, and uh, now that you're listening to your second favorite podcast behind Spectre, etc., uh, as long as they don't keep ruining theirs, then, uh, <laughs> you know, maybe it comes to us. I don't know. But uh, I guess if you haven't listened to our Dr. No one, um, that's a shame. You should. It's pretty good. Uh, but you're listening to this one now, and you're wondering, well, how on earth do I listen to this while I'm watching a movie? There's no point. Well, it's quite simple, really. Uh, you get your copy of The World is Not Enough, either on DVD, Blu-ray, VHS, illegally downloaded, Laserdisc, um, don't know, whatever you've got available. And um, we will direct you when to press play, and you can have it on in the background whilst listening to us talk about it. And we will provide you great analysis of a movie with stuff that you probably already know or heard in our recap when we initially did it. Now, the easiest way to do this, uh, at least how we think it is, is we realise that there are lots of different versions out there of this film that might have very different logos behind or in front of it. You might think, oh, I'm going to press play on the VHS, watch like 20 minutes of trailers. 
think we're going to be that literal. No. Uh, queue up your version of The World Is Not Enough right until the MGM logo of the lion, of course, roaring. And um, we will count you down in just a few moments. My voice goes squeaky, apparently. And, um, this is what Pierce Brosnan does to me. I'm very excited to talk about Pierce, all right? Uh, there's no point in podcasting if you can't feel Pierce. That's what I would like to say to everybody listening out there. <laughs> um, but basically, uh, we will count you down from three, and you will hit play when I say the word go. Uh, not now, just uh, when I actually do the countdown in a few moments. Uh, that's how it generally works. Did I explain that well enough, Colin? I don't know if I'm just jibbering on right now. Yeah, but you know, just like we did last time where we did three, two, one, no, I think this time we should do three, two, one, Jones. Three, two, and, one, Jones. Uh, <laughs> on Jones, you press play on the lion's head. Why not? Because that's what Jones would have done, and, and especially with the word head in the title. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for this. I, I, have you got the lion up ready to go? Are we, are we getting into this? Yeah, my lion has started to fade in. I've got the play button under my thumb. I am ready for Pierce. <laughs> He's definitely not lying when he says that. All right, let's um, get ready for what we think, or what I think is the greatest James Bond movie of all time. Uh, Colin's, I think, got it in his top five. So that's why Noah's not here. He hates this movie, all right? It's not because he's in <laughs> Europe. He, he, we're not letting him talk shit about this movie on air because it's brilliant. All right, shut up, Ben. Let's get into this. We're only about an hour and a half away from, um, from Denise Richards. Uh, three, two, one, Jones. The good lion. My lion was a bit loud there. I apologize. Oh, wow, your lion's in the room. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, isn't this sad? The last time, at least until Daniel Craig, Inspector, that we won't see a bullet flying through the. Yeah. Oh. He does a. I wonder is that the, is it a new shot of him every time? I've have we ever sat down to pick him apart? I think we need to do that. We need to analyze every single time they do it. <laughs> Is this the first time we've seen James Bond in glasses? Um, uh, yes. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> quick, stop the movie, everybody. glasses suit, Bond. <laughs> I remember when we talked about this because we talked about this intro. I mean, this is the longest intro, is it not? I don't know if Spectre's overtaken it. But, I mean, this could have easily stopped after this scene before we get to the epic boat chase. But, I mean, this is, I still like this mm-hmm. opening bit now. Well, it was supposed to stop right as he jumped out the window, and it was only when they were getting close to the release, they're like, we need something bigger. I remember when I saw this in the theater, I mean, this was, I'd seen Golden, I'd seen Tomorrow Different Eyes, but when those movies came out, I wasn't like a James Bond fanatic. I only had a little bit of uh, a little bit of knowledge of the character. So this was the first time I saw a Bond movie being a huge Bond fan. And I remember... When he jumped out the window, I'm like, oh, okay, that's it. Like, I assumed this would be the opening sequence based on the previews. When I saw this, I thought it was over, and I was kind of disappointed at the time. But now I look at it, I'm like, well, this, this it's like the classic Bond one. You know, it's a Thunderball four-minute open. It's got a cool stunt in it. It would have been a good opening scene. This is the first Bond movie I ever saw in the cinemas, actually. I was 12. I saw it with my dad and uh, never looked back. Seen them all since. Just share that with our this, listeners. <laughs> this is the one, I don't know if I mentioned it in the World's Not Enough episode. I remember my sister, having never seen a Bond episode or movie, going on and on about how old Bond is just chauvinistic. Everything that critics will complain about Bond, she had just overheard. 
And I'm like, you don't, you don't understand. These are fun movies. And I paid for her to go with me a second or third time, whenever, whichever time I went. Love that. And movie. she was like, yeah, it was pretty good. And she loves Bond now. Sorry, I just said, I just, I love that real badass moment from Brosnan, just the shoots and just that look he gives. He's like, fuck you, I'm pissed, Brosnan. Which was the other line cut out of the movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in the deleted scenes. <laughs> The real reservation they had was that he should not be referring to himself as Pierce when he's in character. <laughs> I never. It took me ages to actually understand what the hell was going on here. I remember, you know, as a twelve-year-old, you don't really get a whole lot of things in movies, and I, you know, I used to watch this a lot. And then I'd always like, okay, so this chick has shot this guy, and then somebody shoots this other guy, and then I just, I was trying to work it out, and I'm like, oh, it's Renard. Spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> So your first time seeing this, oh, it's the character we haven't been introduced to yet. Now I understand. It's <laughs> very in touch with my um, movie knowledge as a 12-year-old. Um, <laughs> I bet you that's that guy from the Full Monty shooting people. I just got a feeling. <laughs> Didn't know he's well, in the movie. Did we touch on it in this episode or not? That, Or I think it was just in the deleted scenes that in this sequence, they did show Renard mm. across there shooting, and they just decided to hold off on his introduction to later, and I think it's more effective that way. Definitely. Is, is, isn't it a scene he's talking with the cigar girl? Is that the one that I'm thinking of? I think I've seen that too. Or is that another deleted uh, I, scene? I just remember him across the way there uh, near the window, but I watched them you know, last year when we were recording. Like, this stunt's fantastic. That's what I'm saying. If this was... 1965, 1967, people would be like, this is one of the best opening sequences Bond's ever had. Yeah. Four or five movies. But it's, I think just modern age, people wanting more, especially coming off of GoldenEye and Tomorrow Never Dies have bigger ones. I do love the fact, you should have done a tie adjustment there. Like, that that was a perfect yeah. moment. <laughs> but uh, the, the Spanish people, they, they're just used to businessmen jumping out of windows. Um, it's, a, it's an everyday occurrence for them there. So <laughs> they're just like, eh. Yeah. We're Spanish. We don't care. Along with cigar girls throwing knives into the back of his neck. <laughs> yes. Now, it took me forever as well to try and work this out. Like, how does the money explode? And yeah, I was pretty dumb as a tool. Well, not that I guess you automatically know how money explodes. Oh, here we go. Oh, there's Samantha <laughs> the Bond. I'll look at her. Oh. Short hair, though. Yeah. We know your feelings on short hair. But look at this. She's got a flat screen monitor. This is 1999. That was state of the art. Very much so. Oh, there we go. She knows where to put that. Listen (laughs) listen to our episode to hear three hours of constant quips about money penny masturbation on 007. Now, how, I think this was the... You go. I was going to say, in, in Goldeneye, I felt they're a little bit too standoffish with each other. Tomorrow Never Dies was a little bit too flirtatious. This one kind of nailed like the, the middle ground between the two, with Money, Penny, and Bond. I was just going to say, how does M always know that they're about to like mack it on? Like, she's got a little camera there, like, going, oh, I'm going to press the button. No, wait, they're about to kiss. Come, come in here, please, 007. <laughs> got a little webcam stored in her flat screen monitor. It's because uh, her and King have just been putting on their own webcam show before he came into the office. Yeah, that's right. See, mo- not Money Penny. Uh, <laughs> Money Penny never gets it on in Bond until Spectre, but Judy Dench does constantly, as we learned in Skyfall as well. Yes, indeed. And remember to download our World Is Not Enough recap episode <laughs> to hear about Judy Dench slapping people coming soon to a TV show near you, and all of her drunken escapades with Bond. <laughs> Right now, again, all they're doing is drinking. She really is an alcoholic. 
uh, leader of MIC. <laughs> is it also a little gross that he grabs the ice with his fingers? <laughs> a bit. Like, well, seriously, like, this whole thing wouldn't have happened. Like, he wouldn't have known anything if he'd just used some, like, tongs. Like, that would have been over with. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't have bothered to, you know, Q would be dead. Uh, like... But I just noticed really good continuity here is that a couple of shots ago, I saw the bubbles in the glass. They already had a bit of a reaction there. Oh, didn't notice Even that. before the audience was to notice it. You love how he just automatically knows. King, the money! Like, I couldn't... <laughs> what, if, what if she just put, like, some some carbonated water in there beforehand? Exactly. What if, like, M just starts choking and dying? To... I love this Q shake yeah. his head, no. Oh. It's like, oh, 007. <laughs> just trying to save the whole building there, Q. Don't have any faith in your own agents. <laughs> oh, no. What's going to happen? Oh, the money... Yeah, not all the lives lost. No. Government probably destroyed. Not the money. <laughs> Every no, but this this is how Bond is done. Like, I mean, how many we learn how many people die, don't we? In a minute, but you know, if this was Skyfall, it's all dour and sad, and we have the coffins with the British flag on it, and boo hoo. Like, this is James Bond. He just brushes it off and chases after a pretty lady with a gun. Not Daniel Craig brooding for a few half an hour or so. <laughs> Instead, we get Pierce in it and it's awesome for half an hour. So, and I don't know how exciting that one is. Again, I love it. This stunt's awesome. With the music. Oh, yeah. Now, I... This was like, at the time I saw this, I'm like, this is the biggest action scene I have ever seen in any movie. I have to say that this, um... Still my favourite opening sequence of all time. Yeah, I, I, I think it'll be interesting to do that. That should be one of our next ratings episodes. Opening sequences. I put the, I, it's gonna, I remember saying when Spectre came out, that I think Spectre was the strongest, and I think Spectre and this right up there along with maybe Goldeneye, Moonraker maybe even. Well, we automat- well this, of course, uh, did make it into our uh, Hall of Fame, uh, which... It was easily always going to do, I feel. But, um, yeah, I remember seeing this too and just being completely blown away by it as well and would always get very excited every time I'd rewatch this to know that this is how it opens up. And it just, I mean, I think I, I think Noah probably bagged this out in our episode. He did that a lot with The World Is Not Enough. But um, I don't know how you can. I mean, this and the music works amazing. I love the music in this sequence as well. And it's just, it's Location. just epic. Location? Yeah. Oh, yes, the Thames. Uh, Tanner on the Thames. Uh, <laughs> a few movies until he's on there on the Thames. But, um, of course, we, we get confused with Tanner and Robinson in this movie soon. They are the same person. How much fun do you think Piers Brosnan had doing that? Oh, he was bored. This is half the reason why he, um, <laughs> he was very happy to get rid of the... Oh, God, I just have to drive a fast boat. Boring. <laughs> Like, like, seriously, this is why the man is my hero. Last weekend, I had, like, a very long day, and I kind of wasn't in the mood to watch or do anything. And my wife's looking on Netflix, and she sees a Pierce Brosnan movie called How to Make Love Like an Englishman. <laughs> and the movie is basically him jumping back and forth between sleeping with Jessica Alba and sleeping with Salma Hayek. 
And Hadlock. you watch any Pierce Brosnan movie, you might as well just say, like, they could call any of these movies Pierce Brosnan's the luckiest guy on the planet. Oh, <laughs> uh, and you know, it's just... He, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the guy is probably the one actor after playing James Bond, maybe the exception of Roger Moore, that still relishes the fact that he did it. And But, like, I mean, every single movie post-James Bond pretty much is him still being James Bond. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, the only thing, I mean, I honestly, I did recently rewatch Dante's Peak. Um, so yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's about the most recent one. But we we still get that out of what I don't know if you get it over there. It's for a car company that he does when he's in that like office and they're talking about you know oh Pierce we're gonna do a new ad for you and like talking about a car and he's like going oh you're gonna have me driving along a road and I'm gonna blow up and just the tie adjustment there best bit ever. Um, but I don't know they always play that ad here. It's for whatever car company he's advertising and I don't know if you get it over there. It's awesome. Oh, we don't get that. I have to find it on YouTube and link it to you. But it's it's actually quite a funny ad. And, um, you know, it's Pierce, and you're going to love it anyway. I mean, Pierce could be advertising life insurance, and it would somehow be exciting. So, As we've learned from every bad Pierce Brosnan movie we watched. <laughs> There's no such thing, Colin. <laughs> well, there is Mamma Mia. Um, <laughs> yeah, I still haven't. Can't wait for the commentary on that one. Still haven't seen it. Uh, <laughs> was meant to watch it recently, but didn't quite get around to it, so... <laughs> I love those cops. Well, it's a car alarm. <laughs> yes. Well, the cops are just like, what was that? <laughs> I just want to see, like, old-fashioned, like, them shaking their fists as he leaves. Oh! <laughs> Bond! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this bit is completely over-the-top cheesy, but who gives a shit? It's Pierce Brosnan driving a boat down the street. <laughs> well, I don't think this movie gets enough credit because... For whatever reason, this gets lumped in with Tomorrow Never Dies, and oh, I wonder why it gets lumped in with Tomorrow Never Dies and Die Another Day. It's in between them. But <laughs> people, I think, unfairly look at this as a really dopey movie. And I understand Tomorrow Never Dies is intentionally campy at times, as is Die Another Day. This is a pretty serious movie, and it just has a few of these fun moments. But overall, if Denise Richards had not been cast, if they had cast a serious actress... I don't think anybody would look at this as a dopey movie. It's it's pretty serious all around. The Millennium Dome there, I think we touched on that briefly, um, no longer exists in London. I think it's being credited as one of the biggest white elephants in um, architectural history. And they got rid of it only like a year or two after this. It was re- like, I don't know, there's a big controversy around it. If you're from London, you know what I'm talking about. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I never get why this movie is often not regarded highly by Bond fans. I remember in sort of the years after this when I would read rankings and just kind of opinions of it, like, I just, I never got why this movie wasn't liked. Because I, this still, to me, like, even when we were doing the rankings ones and after Goldeneye, I was very nearly like, oh, Goldeneye might be my number one now. And then as soon as I watched this, I'm like, nah, this is my number one. And I just think this is very much likely always going to be my number one. I just love this movie so much. Not from him. Sorry, I'm just spoiling it from people. <laughs> so if you've never Wait, seen you this before, that part already? Oh, uh, are you behind, are you? <laughs> are you still watching? No, I don't know. No, well, not what's yet. What's happening on yours? He's dangling from the rope. She's just shot. She just said thing. not yeah. from him. Okay, good. This is going way better than Dr. Noah, as everybody <laughs> noticed already. I do love this bit here. Like, not the fact that Bond's injured, but um, how it kind of fades into the song with him like dropping down. 
Now, where does he break mm-hmm. his shoulder? Is that like, does he break his shoulder landing, or is that it there when he does it on the rope? That's probably. Ouch. Yeah, this. See, he really the other thing it. with Pierce Brosnan is that if you think about it, he's the first Bond that feels pain. And I've heard a lot of people talk about him as like, oh, it's just like unrealistic, over the top action. And he he gets his arm or shoulder messed up in this. Anytime he's in a fight, he's like choking and gagging. I mean, <laughs> it's kind of nice to see a Bond that gets hurt a little. Yeah, we're sick of Bond not getting hurt. He's a bit of a pussy. Yeah, we want to see more pain. Now, I think you and Noah ripped into this opening sequence. You didn't really like it. I mean, I, I think kind of I mentioned that, yeah, it's a little bit boring-ish. But I still, I mean, I love the song, obviously. Um, I like naked women covered in oil. I mean, who doesn't? Um, but, I mean, I just, I think it's, I still am a fan of all the Brosnan ones because, you know, I think we got lost in a lot of the, the Roger Moore ones where they all became basically the same thing. And, you know, except for flying Superwoman in space, like a lot of the time they didn't really seem to have much to do with the plot. <laughs> Whereas, oh, there's a glitter ball in the corner. Look at the glitter balls in this one, too. <laughs> but, I mean, at least this has oil in it. Um, like... <laughs> Exploding sun. Yes. Yes, we, we just... I, don't, I, I just think this... It felt really impressive at the time, and even in years after that. Something about it, I think it's just reached that point where it's dated now. I, I disagree. I, don't, I still think it seems modern and fresh. You know, we can't all be right like me, so. Uh, <laughs> uh, Shirley Manson, garbage. Yep, you know I'm going to talk about Lover. I've interviewed her. She's amazing. Uh, still my favourite band. Um, and she's just got the voice for a James Bond song. And again, this is a song that, again, I don't get why. This is, uh, I think, not necessarily always hated. It seems to be like every second one it's in the top ten, every second one it's in the bottom few I mean, it mm. seems to divide a bit, but um, I don't know. She's just got such a voice for it. And I think this song, I think as we talked about in the episode, kind of does hark back a lot to some of the classic Bond songs. Well, I think the other thing is that her voice is very soft, but there's something very creepy about it. And I think that's just her in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I was like briefly a garbage fan <laughs> as everyone you know, around the time the this came out. <laughs> yeah, they were only around briefly, but... Uh, I just remember her on the the, the Sarah Connor yes. Terminator TV show. Like that was like the creepiest woman in the history of television. <laughs> that was her, her first and only acting role, uh, which I mean I don't think she did yeah. too badly in it. But I I never forget because like this is kind of like I mean I'd heard of them when this came out and I liked them, but I guess this movie really made me into a big fan. And I remember watching the special features on the DVD when they're doing the interviews with them, and you know you know everyone else from Garbage or American they're like, oh yes, we love doing James Bond, it's great. And they cut to Shirley Manson, she's like, absolutely love doing James Bond. It was such an honor. <laughs> like I didn't actually know she. <laughs> was Scottish until I saw the interviews with her. And it's just such a shock because she's got such a thick, broad Scottish accent. Absolute honour. It's a privilege to do a James Bond song. <laughs> so if you've never seen an interview with Shirley Manson, look it up. It's it's quite uh, a shock when you see her and hear her sing that she's got that accent. I can't wait to see the YouTube video Shirley Manson quotes How I Married an Axe Murderer. That's going to be spectacular. <laughs> Uh, we should actually get Shirley. But how cool is this? We just are seeing MI6 on the scene here. And when was the last time we saw an MI6 on the scene? We didn't even mention that when we did this episode. No, and this is again quite a good segue that we're talking about Scotland because where are we right now? 
Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 kind of cool. I like you know MI six on the scene. We always go. I mean, I guess their building kind of just did get blown up, but <laughs> kind of. Any- what if they were just having this meeting around piles of rubble and like garbage cans? Hughes <laughs> in the background with a push broom. <laughs> Why? Why is Bond there if they're not going to put him on the mission? Like, is that, are they just being bastards to Bond? <laughs> like, you're not well, going not, on the mission. You can still be in the room, though. <laughs> I can understand if he was like, you know, uh, a good friend of King, but he never met the man. <laughs> yes, he just he just does he leads a very lonely life, James Bond. Like, we see him as this, you know, guy who loves women, travels the world, saves the world, but like. In between movies and in between missions, he just sits at home waiting to be called into work. He just hangs around the office. Anything for me to do today, M? No, 007, go home. Again, I know we brought this up before, the way he yelled, Tanner! <laughs> yes, Tanner! You really think that they would maybe employ a, you know, like an old man as a doctor if they know that all James Bond is going to do is just fill her up yeah. a little bit and like, oh no, you're fine. Like... They're not very smart at MI6, are they? The fact that they they hire a hot woman that Bond is clearly going to seduce. Then what, warm flash is it? Yes! Didn't we go over this warm <laughs> flash yeah. flesh? Didn't, wasn't she some connection to Canada or something like that? Or there was, no, There's a doctor here in Winnipeg named Dr. Warm Bra. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yes, because every doctor I know just wears uh, lacy lingerie, uh, just in the case that their uh, sexy clients might seduce them. Gee, this is yeah. this is really this is not good for doctors. Like this paints doctors in a bad light. I, I went to a doctor <laughs> after seeing this movie and started trying to do this, and I got arrested. So, it's, um, yeah, <laughs> your doctor was an elderly man. Though, well, absolutely. Like he was a bit anti-gay, but why not? Um, I was bored, so. <laughs> Oh, Q. See, Q. Look at Q's old, like, Commodore 64 that he's on. Money, but he's got the flat screen. Now, this scene's epic. This made our uh, Hall of Fame as oh. well, to which Noah, some reason, yeah. thinks it's stupid. And get stuff, Noah. Uh, no. <laughs> like, how? That's why we didn't bring you on. Uh, Away from you. I still think that's a funny sight, seeing Q in that boat fishing. <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, John Cleese. Actually, I've been watching Faulty Towers. I was just every about week. to say that. I was just about to say I literally rewatched all the episodes of like a week ago before recording this. <laughs> oh, can we do Faulty Towers commentary? Please, too? please. Oh, <laughs> uh, I just want him to like start being Basil Faulty at this point. <laughs> I'm sure. Sorry, I made a mistake. Is that what made Britain great? There'd just be, like, one outtake of the movie with Pierce going, K, K, K. <laughs> Too much butter on those trays. <laughs> Do you think the uh, the glasses there needed to be explained a bit more? Like, I think you guys both didn't like the glasses. But, uh, I mean, he kind of gives him a bit of a look up and down and you don't really find out that they're sort of uh, X-ray glasses until he's perving on the women later on, of course. I kind of like that... We see it here. It's one of those things on a repeat viewing, I think, that can be kind of fun because nobody's explaining the glasses to him, but he's already playing around with them. you got to wonder why he was staring at John Cleese with those. (laughs) Well, you've heard all the rumors about John Cleese, of course. (laughs) (laughs) But, of course. Why there were 
<laughs> matching twin beds on faulty towers. Uh, he he really and this too like this was the one that that I love. <laughs> left yes. left the arm and the left sleeve. It's <laughs> just being an absolute. This is not the ball here. This is what Noah's complaining. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. oh no! You're an idiot. That's why you're in Europe right now, not doing this. We shipped him off to another continent because we couldn't deal with his fate on John Cleese's queue. This is so sad, and just the way Brosnan acts at when he's like, "You're not retiring anytime soon, are you?" Mm-hmm. Oh. Did I, I don't remember? Did Desmond Llewellyn die before this movie came out or after? He, he, like it was released in what, like November? I think he died in about December. So it's it sort of. Not that long after it was released, but I mean, we went over that, didn't we, in the episode? He, I think, he wanted to do another one, did he not, or was this always planned as his last? Uh, I think they kind of wrote it in just in case he couldn't do another one. I guess they did that because you're, you're so old, Desmond. You're probably going to die at some point. So. <laughs> <laughs> How bad is that for the ego? It's like, listen, we don't have forever. We're going to kill you off because we know what's going to happen in real life eventually. Should have done that with Roger Moore, like. <laughs> gonna happen soon roger oh how unfortunate that would be uh. <laughs> yeah you're right he died december 19th so about a month after the movie came out i just remember when it came out on on vhs they already had a tribute for him yeah. on the vhs yeah to nobody does it better if i'm not mistaken now now you're going on about back to uh money penny's flat screen and now we're back to the commodore 64 how they'll have touchscreen technology in 1999 like i didn't realize that was a thing <laughs> they have a hologram technology well, that, in a couple of minutes that's true and in three years time they've got gene sequencing that you guys still ripped into but whatever um can i just point out in every 90s movie why is it you always have like the beeping when computers are doing? <laughs> I've never had a computer that beeps as much as '90s computers do. Obviously not in Canada, but that's a thing in Australia. Like you've got mail. oh look another flat screen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in all seriousness, like this for flat screens to be like I remember when flat screens became a thing. That was a kind of a cool thing. Like, wow, flat screens! Like these are modern. Like, I didn't realise they seriously were around in 1999. You love this scene. This is the one you talked up, isn't it? As Oh, I love this. It's it's probably my favourite Pierce-Judy Dench scene. Like, even... In, well, I don't I don't know if it tops how iconic the GoldenEye one was, but I do... I said it on the episode. I think the GoldenEye one went a little bit too far just in overstating their characters. I think this one, they just nail it. And they nailed each other not long after this. That's right. <laughs> Another drunken night. <laughs> I I mean, I guess I sort of, in the episode, like, I've never... I think you opened my eyes a bit to this scene a little bit more so than I ever did, but I, I like um, Brosnan and uh, Electra later on when, uh, mm-hmm. you know, he calls her out for lying and she slaps him and just takes a Judy Dench, Dench leaf. Um <laughs> But, I mean, again, this is kind of going back to what I think you and I both said in the episode that, and as you were saying before, I mean, it's a very serious movie. It's very well acted. And, I mean, this is why I think Brosnan is the best Bond because, I mean, he can do things like this. He can, you know, uh, look at women in their underwear and be all like, he just, he just, he ticks all the boxes to me as a James Bond. Um, he's the most complete and, James Bond to me. 
and when we get, I know we're in about an hour, we're going to get to it. But when Denise Richards shows up, she pretty much just throws the whole movie out the window. And I can't think of any reason a person would have to complain about this movie without her. Because any complaint people have, it's always, oh, Christmas Jones, Christmas Jones, Denise Richards. Like, well, replace her with any other actress and give me one thing that's wrong about this movie. I think, I mean, you and I both said that the character, because I think Noah was arguing that the character is pointless. Um, and I think you and I both said that, I mean, the, the character isn't pointless. Again, as you were just saying, like any other actress. Um, and it's, you know, the char- I mean, the character to me is definitely, it's a warranted character. It's just Denise fucking Richards. Yeah, I mean, I think the other thing that doesn't, maybe this is one small complaint about the movie, Electra is such a compelling character that to follow her up with another Bond girl, I mean, it wasn't going to be as interesting. Arguably, Electra is way more interesting as a villain than she is as just the Bond girl. Mm. But still, I mean, you have the le- less interesting character coming second, which I guess is kind of like a you only live twice thing. I do remember when they, this movie was like promoted and all the marketing and that. I mean, they just talked this up so much about the villain who can't feel pain and I, I, mm. I've read a lot of things about that people think that's stupid, and I, I like it. Like, that was meant to be Stamper, of course. Um, they originally were going to have him as the mm. villain who couldn't feel pain, but then they brought it in for this, and I don't know. It just, it is a little bit cheesy, but, I mean, again, it, it's James Bond. Like, I mean, we've had a villain who had metal teeth and bit, like, cable cars. Like, yes. I mean... <laughs> and- <laughs> The funny thing is, the people who will complain about Renard are probably the same people who are like, Jaws is the greatest villain ever. Exactly. I mean, just go through every single villain. We had, you know, building lairs out of volcanoes. I mean, I guess the aesthetics of actually doing that in real life kind of aren't can't quite realistic. Um, but, like, that's often considered one of the most iconic villain hideouts ever. I mean, at the end of the day, the only quirky thing about this is he can't feel pain. I'm sure there are medical conditions out there where people don't feel pain. But I guess as we kind of analyse it, then when he's having sex and all these other things, like, how far does it go? (laughs) (laughs) Well, and again, I'm I'm a huge Sean Bean fan. I love Sean Bean. But if you want to talk about realism and stuff like that... Sean Bean's character was supposed to have been a young child in World War II. <laughs> he is the youngest-looking 55-year-old I've ever seen in GoldenEye. That's Sean Bean. Um, <laughs> now, Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan. It's funny, actually, with Azerbaijan, because, um, I mean, at the time of recording this, we'll date it, we're recording this in 2016, um, it's a city, Baku, and Azerbaijan's like, they recently hosted the European Games, which is kind of like their version of the Pan Pacific and all these sort of ones they've just had. And they've just had a Grand Prix for the first time. So, like, Baku's becoming a world city, whereas, like, I guess back in 1999, it looked like this. Um, I mean, this isn't Baku right now. This is just Azerbaijan. <laughs> um, no offence <laughs> to our people living in Baku, but I don't know. I guess, I mean, this is when, like, James Bond movies really went to locations where they're like, oh, our average audience wouldn't have heard of Azerbaijan before. I, I, I didn't know what it was. For years after this came out, every time I saw the country come up, I'm like, yeah, the one from World's Not Enough. <laughs> now, I wonder if that's going to play a part later on in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> a giant saw hanging from a helicopter. I wonder if that actually exists. I mean, the logistics of that doesn't seem very safe. <laughs> Here we go. He's the star of the movie. Hang on. Yeah. <laughs> Stop press. Here he is. The man seen in posters all across Denmark. <laughs> The star of this movie, Ulrich Thompson as Davidov, (laughs) (laughs) who is shit scared of Electra. Oh, hell. (laughs) I love his girly run that we just missed. (laughs) 
I do love the fact that he's just like a little bitch, basically. He goes, no, go back, leave. I'm here alone. Oh, okay. Oh, hell, she's here. Ah, <laughs> uh, and Mr. Kill Part 1. <laughs> I remember when this movie came out, Dad, because, um, yeah, I think we went over this in our episode, but, yeah, he was Vulcan. He was a gladiator in the 90s Australian gladiators. And I remember seeing this movie, and we're like, is that Vulcan? Like, we just couldn't believe that Vulcan from Gladiators was in the James Bond movie. It was such a thing for us. And now we just look at it and go, well, he's done nothing with his life since James Bond, so... <laughs> You already have him in like some hole in the earth dying of failure. Exactly. It's a James Bond curse. But um I mean he was he was like you know we all watch Gladiators, there was always that one that everybody yeah. loved or hated. He was the main one. He was the one that everybody always talked like, Oh, what's what's Vulcan doing this week? Um because he was all in our gossip magazines, apparently. Um, but I don't know. It was just a... you go to the supermarket all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it was like who was Vulcan sneaking up with at three a.m. Ulrich Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Do you know who my favorite uh, gladiator was? Who? Remington Steele. <laughs> oh, well, of course, he was everybody's favorite gladiator, and still should be. Uh, I don't know what flag that is. That is not the Azerbaijan flag. Just, just thought I'd point that out. That's the Hungarian flag. They really love Hungary in Azerbaijan. Uh. It's, it's, it's a joke because Hungarians have great sense of the <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Download off the podium uh, by the Oz Network. <laughs> now, Sophie Marceau. You see the background there. Vulcan was having a conversation with the priest. I just wanted to know what they were saying to each other. <laughs> I was on Gladiators. Do you remember? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we love it here in Azerbaijan. I've never those steel hamster balls really hard to steer. <laughs> I've never seen Sophie Marceau in anything else. I guess because I don't really watch French cinema much. But <laughs> Braveheart. <laughs> I've never seen Braveheart. I will admit, I've sadly You've never seen Braveheart. Stop the movie! Stop the movie! Ben's <laughs> never seen Braveheart. <laughs> No, I... uh, you know what? Uh, I'll say I, I think there's only one other movie I saw her in, and it was a David Spade comedy called Lost and Found. Oh wow! Uh, <laughs> You've seen basically... Lost and Found? Oh, how could you? <laughs> it's, I swear, I saw that movie so many times. I was obsessed with that movie for some reason. It's one of these things where people are like, David Spade made a movie called Lost and Found, but I was, I love that movie. You're the only person in the world ever who's uttered the words, I have was obsessed with the David Spade movie. <laughs> even David it wasn't Spade even like David is Spade not... With... Now it is like, yeah, well, maybe David Spade made a couple of good ones with Chris Farley. Oh, yeah, he had a couple of good appearances at Adam Sandler movies. This was just David Spade with Sophie Marceau as a co-star. <laughs> uh, I've just looked up. John Saru is, um, well, Vulcan and uh, he's... Well, does he have a name in this movie, Mr. Kill Part 1, as you said? <laughs> He's not even credited. He was a world wrestling... He was a professional wrestler. He was an international wrestling Australia two-time champion. His filmography, he's Gabor, that's his name. He was in The World Is Not Enough and Fat Pizza, which, if Australians <laughs> know what that show is, it is basically the show that launched Rebel Wilson as a star. We apologise, world, for launching her as a star. Um, besides gladiators that's all he's done he lives in sydney and he runs a gym apparently now so um, good for him well that's a step up you had him like hanging outside the back of a dumpster of a gym. 
<laughs> in giant steel balls. Please, somebody take me on. I was Vulcan. <laughs> oh, they didn't know a bag this scene out too. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Even, and again, I love this movie. There are certain things that even when I saw it the first time and thought at the time, this is the greatest Bond movie ever that I still thought was kind of stupid. And this is one of the scenes. Like, it's fun. But it really makes no sense. Let's put this billionaire yeah. on a giant ski slope and dropping her from a helicopter. Oh, yeah, this is how I have to check the line. And she was going to go by herself. Like, until, like, what if, you know, Davidoff yeah. was a good at security guard and said, no, you must not go with her. We just met you. Like, he's a sh- <laughs> let's be honest, he's a shit security guard. Like, she just met this well, guy and, like, you go on with him. Like... <laughs> Well, this is she's in on the plan with Renard too. Spoiler for anybody who wants oh, to listen in. to Jerry before watching the movie, <laughs> but she's in on this with Renard, and these are supposed to be his men that that are sending you know these these flying snowmobiles. <laughs> <laughs> what if Bond had just said, I, "I'm going to go check them myself"? What he's like, okay, and then he just walks away. He's <laughs> like, "No, Bond, come with me. I will play time with you." Oh, I had a sudden fear come upon me. I need a big, strong man. Vulcan's not available. And I was just going back to... What is she checking here? It's a a couple of pylons in the snow. They had to be checked, because if she didn't check them, the pipe wouldn't have gotten built. (laughs) That's right. One of those could have gotten blown over, and it would have, like, detoured them for a couple of kilometers. Now, let's let's, let's analyze this. A few minutes ago, that helicopter couldn't land because of the wind, which it still got very close to the ground and still dropped them off okay. But, like, if the wind is that bad, how the hell are these things flying? Shouldn't they be, like, swirling around? I mean, they're relying on the wind, for God's sake. The wind isn't that bad. A helicopter pilot's a pussy this isn't a social call too bad if they're all like hello we brought your sandwiches <laughs> oh, oh maybe come on, this is how she checks call. the lines i would love to see how she orders her luncheon <laughs> oh. she's got giant chainsaw blades hanging from helicopters like she's just an eccentric girl <laughs> oh like, you know, the elaboration of this play, like, she has to act like she's shit scared. And she's probably just going, oh, shit, don't actually kill me. Kill Bond. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how hard would it be flying one of those to actually kill one man? Like, I mean, is this just... I know. Like, I mean, we love James Bond. It's brilliant. We do a podcast about it. But if we want to be completely, you know, cynical assholes, then, like, in all realism, if this was real life, you've got four giant snowmobiles flying, chasing one man. It really would not be that hard to kill him. Are they steering the wind all of a sudden? <laughs> Look, there's three of them right there. Why don't they just fly over the top of him? Why do you need to go to ground? <laughs> Surround <Yeah>. him. <laughs> this is why Austin Powers was made, people. <laughs> oh... I wonder, these actors, I wonder if they've gone on to bigger, better things. Oh, I played Flying Snowmobile Man number three in The World Is Not Enough. Oh, you were great. You should have your own franchise. Uh, most of them ended up on fat pizza. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hanging out with Rebel Wilson. <laughs> I mean, the coolness of Bond here is skiing with his sunglasses on. They don't, you know, the sunglasses stay on the whole time. They must be pretty sturdy sunglasses. Yeah. His hair stays slicked back the whole time. Yep. Somehow, like, this guy He's... controlling a snowmobile crashes, yet Brosnan just doesn't. <laughs> I love I love the stormtrooper reactions these guys with Max have to have, like, it's old silent films. 
before they're about to crash, there's always a no <laughs> big arms up in the air. I love. Let's this illustrate bit. that you're about to die. I absolutely. Oh yeah, this is cool. I love his facial ex- expression when he sees the parachute. <laughs> <laughs> that right there. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> You don't see that. That's like the first ever time ever in any Bond movie, isn't it? Where basically he's like dropped a one-liner, he's pulled off the kill, and then he's like, oh, fuck, I fucked up. Shit, better get on with it. <laughs> you don't get the that. The other question I have, why is he running from them? This guy was a good 300 feet below him before the parachute deployed, <laughs> yes. and he's like, no, I got to get away. Let me ski closer to him. I love how he's turned into Indiana Jones, basically, at this point, and just doesn't shoot anyone. Like... <laughs> Like you've got a gun, don't? I and mean, this is realistically how how good is he at that? Like I'll just happen to rip a hole into it. Oh, and maybe he'll take out the other one at the same time. Come on, he's Pierce Brosnan. We both know the answer to that. And Electra just happens to be there where he lands. He's a very lucky man, James Bond. Oh. Wouldn't you hate to be like the French people who own these ski fields or are they still in Azerbaijan? I don't know where they are. But um, we're going to go clean up the bodies. If anybody had listened to Off the Podium, you can download to the Oz Network. <laughs> then when you said, don't you hate the French, we thought you were going somewhere else. Oh, well, I mean, you know, Sophie Marceau and the Frenchness, but... <laughs> <laughs> You've just nearly died in an avalanche and you're just worried you can't breathe. See, this is why she's a good villain, too, because you believe that Bond is duped by her. Mm-hmm. I mean, what was your reaction when you... Because I'm guessing you didn't have this spoiled. You said you saw it when it first came out. I remember, I was there opening night for this. Did you have a reaction later on when you found out she was a villain? I just stood up in the cinema and started punching people. I was so upset. Um <laughs> Um, that was my reaction. I honestly, if I absolutely have to be honest with you, I, I can't remember, but I, I still, when I think I watched it on a second or whatever time, like it was still a shock. Like, um, I think kind of, as you were saying just then, like she's so good because she has bond sort of, um, you know, I, I think everyone watching it, a lot of people were kind of very taken back. Um, having said that, I did recently watch this with a friend and she kind of picked up pretty early that she was evil, but uh, maybe... Well, that's, that's interesting <laughs> you say that because what I'm, what I'm thinking is if I look at other movies from the 90s, this would be predictable if you weren't familiar with Bond. But I think it was the fact that I was familiar with a lot of Bond movies up, up until this point and you would never expect you know, a Bond girl to become a villain because it never happened before. Yeah. We never even had a female Bond villain, let alone to have the Bond girl become a villain. So as a Bond fan, I think it's a big surprise. I could see it being predictable for somebody who wasn't familiar with it. And we haven't since, if I'm not mistaken. No, we haven't. She's the only female Bond villain, basically. Mm -hmm. Except for Madonna. Yeah. We are 41 minutes in and finally arrived. Let's hear it. No, we can't do that in the commentary. That kind no, of takes away. That's right. <laughs> that's why I agreed to do this. Because <laughs> we should have done it at the beginning, Ben. Damn it. <laughs> oh, we, we, we just missed poor old Davidov getting shut down again. <laughs> <laughs> she wants to see you. Not you. <laughs> that's where you need that. And then Davidoff goes back to his room and starts playing all by myself. (laughs) This is where, yeah, Electra's 
starts to become slutty Electra, right? Yeah. Man, AKA Fun Electra. Who's afraid now, Mr. Bond? <laughs> you sound like Count Dracula. It's Thomas Bach. Now <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's Vulcan, just the perv. Yeah. <laughs> Wanting to watch him get it on. Okay, what is this casino called? Was that La Law La Law Law? I don't know. I, I swear, if you're not looking close enough, I thought I said lollipop. <laughs> Sunshines and lollipops and... <laughs> <laughs> oh, here comes the sunglasses. Are we still in Azerbaijan? Where are we at the point? this point? Do we do we know? Are we still in... Uh, yeah, well, it just said Baku. Okay, so... I knew that. I was just testing to make sure you were watching. Why do the women <laughs> have is... guns? Can I just be completely sexist and mean there? Like, <laughs> like if you... If... Why would... But, I mean, like, when they look like that, like, I mean, are they meant to be, like, secret agents or something like that? <laughs> that woman clearly wasn't wearing any underwear, otherwise they would have shown it, surely. <laughs> Bond's just working, walking around with an erection right now. <laughs> I know. I mean, it is, I like the idea of this club where everybody comes armed, though. That's a really cool idea. I love how he just automatically knows this guy. I want to see, like, yeah. Too bad if he was just like, I'm sorry, you're talking to me? Like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, sorry, next person. <laughs> K, K, K. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, fuck you. It's just to show Bond is a badass. <laughs> this is amazing. Especially when he takes the sip of the drink. <laughs> And the bartender is, awesome. is just like the bar. He's just they're very cool in Baku, aren't they? <laughs> he's your DJ friend, your favorite type of music. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I like I I just hated Goldie in this movie, maybe because I hated Goldie. But now, like years later, I think the guy's great in this movie. Ah, oh, Zakowski! I got so excited when I saw him in this. I'm like, oh, it's Hagrid. Nina and Frushka <laughs> and Mini Driver. Oh, where is Mini Driver? Can we just point out? I don't think we've mentioned. I don't think it's happened since we last recorded an episode. But we had a we had a brush with Mini Driver. Um, I can't even. Yes, rem- we did. I can't even remember what I said on Twitter. But I tagged Mini Driver in it, and she replied with "Oi!" So we got. Yeah. And then when I ex- it was uh. It was one of our listeners who was pointing out how disgusted they were that you didn't rank Goldeneye as high as Noah and I, and then you were going on and on about our love for Mini Driver, and she replied with, oi! <laughs> and then when I explained that I was actually being positive, she favorited the tweet, so... Um, yeah. Yay. You know what the greatest thing that is? It's like, what, four, five, six months later, and still, I swear, every couple of yes. weeks, I'll get... This person just favorited yep. a tweet you mentioned. I'm like, oh, it must be something recent from the Olympics. And it's like, mini dry. Yep. I still get that too. Yep. There's a lot of people who love just going back and like cataloging all the mini drivers always on Twitter. She has a very strong fan base, mini driver. She just has like people who just sit there on Twitter and go, I'm going to like all her tweets that she replies to. <laughs> Only the two letter ones. Yes. Um, I love the fact that that tiny bit of um, material off the parachute just happened to contain the logo. Like, again, Bond, very lucky (laughs) that he just happens to get that exact bit. Gotta love Robbie Coltrane. He's he's one of these actors who can pull off. Like, I mean, 
do, do you, can you picture him as Hagrid at this point right now? Like, I don't know. I think Noah's the anti-Harry Potter fan. I don't know where you sit on the Harry Potter fence. But... Uh, yeah, I'm not really a huge Harry Potter fan. I mean, I, I, I will say he's pretty much the life of those movies, though. Yeah. <laughs> him and Gary Oldman are, like, I think the only two things I like about them. I think he should um, redo that. Look at the guy, the guy in the background. He's got his arm twisted yep. being dragged out of there. I never noticed that. There's, there's a random, there's an extra subplot involved with that guy right now. <laughs> like, why he should be extra in James Bond getting dragged out in the background. I never got this. It took me for ages to understand this scene as well. Like, how do they know each other? Ooh, are they evil? What's going on? It felt very forced when I first watched it. I think, no, that's the funny thing. A lot of the scenes that I didn't love the first time I saw it, when you see it a second time, you get it more. Like, mm. the the skiing scene felt very forced to me. The scene here in the casino felt very forced. And then you realize there's a purpose for it later on. But I think if somebody only saw this movie once, it's another area where maybe I can understand some of the hate for it. And special props to Sophie Marceau. He looks absolutely amazing in that dress and just... In general, I don't think we really talked her up too much, did we? In the uh, world, is not enough. We think we're talking about Pierce too much. Oh, well, that's understandable. It's a concern for my wife sitting behind me right now. Well, at the end of the day, we have to, you know, we have to listen to our listeners, and you know, it's 2016. It's not just all about men liking women. Now we've got to, we've got to be diverse, Colin. You know, we've got to. Well, keep it. Because Pierce bras, man. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You're not gay if you like Pierce Brosnan. It's just a natural thing. It's just everybody does. That's right. It doesn't matter your sexuality. You can be gay straight by. You, Pierce Brosnan is just a natural person to like. And let's just say, same thing goes for Robbie Coltrane. Yeah, well, absolutely. In Hagrid, <laughs> in Hagrid attire, being Zukowski. <laughs> <laughs> That's my fantasy. He's in that massively huge trench coat, that tall, but speaks like <laughs> Valentin Zukowski. Nina? That, that's, that's Ben's role-playing. <laughs> Will you be a Hagrid as Zukowski for me? Oh, please. <laughs> oh, speaking with a Davidov accent. <laughs> oh, we should talk up Ulrich Thompson more. He's, uh, did we actually touch on the fact that his first name is Sasha? Sasha Davidov? <laughs> Can we tweet him to get an oi? <laughs> We would probably get more than that. He'd probably like want our personal D. He's the only person in the world who's ever like tweeted him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, look at him! Look how good of an actor he is, just staring there into the night. Oh, here comes did, the. Did monkey. we? Did we touch on this as being a real location too? Uh, no. So, like, there's legitimately fire that just keeps burning, or. I'm pretty sure, unless I dreamt it, but I just remember being surprised when I found out this was a real location because it always looked very fake to me. I, I I would have assumed that it was fake as well, but hey, I'm sure that um, he really did hold that rock as well. <laughs> you know what the real problem is, is that as I'm Googling this right now, um, if we turn out to be wrong, this isn't one of these things we can edit out so we can save ourselves <laughs> looking stupid. We'll just put a massive beep over it. Technical difficulties. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's an Auric Thompson, the official site. <laughs> Auric... Is there an official action figure to go with it? <laughs> you Google Auric Thompson. Auric Thompson, the official site. AuricThompsonActor.com. <laughs> As opposed to the other Ulrich Thompsons out there. 
I'm just trying to see if he actually is on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> oh, he is. He has 21,500 followers. Uh, oh, 21,502. All right, yes, sorry. <laughs> I'm going to click follow. Shall we tweet him while we're doing this? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, like, if he didn't reply, I would feel like we failed at live. It really does not look like him in the picture. Uh, <laughs> Davidoff doesn't age well. <laughs> what shall we say to him? Watching... <laughs> This is great. This is why you listen to 007. We live commentate yeah. our tweets. Um, <laughs> watching the world is not enough, and the true star is, of course, Auric Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get a re- retweet? I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, that's a pretty shit tweet. But what, Oh, hang on. There's people having sex. Um <laughs> Ben, get your priorities straight. Feeding each other. Pardon? <laughs> Feeding each other. <laughs> Did you say eating each other? <laughs> no. Needing each other. Oh, okay, I was about to say. <laughs> That's why I was a bit shocked. Colin, you're getting a bit too graphic there. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't even know what I'm typing. But I typed it, so... <laughs> I don't know if he actually writes back to his fans. He's a very private man, uh, Ulrich. Apparently he was in the blacklist recently. Good for him. I just saw that too. He was at the US Open. Gee, he would have been, like, mobbed. Oh, he was supporting Caroline Wozniacki. Of course he was. He's Danish. <laughs> so... <laughs> he, he hasn't aged very well, Ulrich. <laughs> He's not going to retweet us after hearing this. Oh, here we go. Auric the official site. Contact. Oh, this is interesting. Oh, they've got they've got details for his uh, agents. We can contact him in the UK, Germany, USA, or US. No, no one in Denmark. There's photos, videos, interviews with him. This is. We could get him on the show, Colin. No wonder he got his own poster. <laughs> Jesus, there's a lot of interviews with him. He's very, very big on the interviews, Ulrich. I reckon we should write off to him, get a, get him on the show. That, I've got my tweet up there. Oh. Speaking of, he's back on the screen now, isn't he? Am I, am I even watching the movie? We're too busy getting excited. He's about, to, he's about to become the first person to ever take a selfie on cinema. Oh, there's a credit card. The best gadget in this movie. Shut oh, up, Colin and Matt. <laughs> As I said in the episode, I'll repeat the same thing. You can pick any lock. Any five-year-old can pick a lock with a regular credit card. He needs to have, like, a flashy one with a key that comes out of it. Because you need to have Visa dropping <laughs> something in there. <sighs> that is your first tweet since August, Colin. <laughs> I know. <since> <laughs> Just your 105 followers have been waiting a long time for you to tweet. <laughs> I'm halfway to Ulrich Thompson's <laughs> ball. <laughs> oh. Of course, I edited all the other selfies that he took of himself, including the topless Snapchat, the filters. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just kept going. Oh, no, not that Does this guy, guy have a name? Mr. Body in the Trunk. 
Oh, he's still taking selfies. Um, yeah, no, that was he was a, a Greek actor, huge actor in Greece. He had his own poster. Um, <laughs> Stavros Jalopoulos as body in car. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Is that a real name? Stavros Jalopoulos? Sounded Greek, so we'll go with it. <laughs> <laughs> Hello to all our Greek listeners. <laughs> still offending other countries, even on a podcast which doesn't really talk about other countries too much oh i can't watch this this is sad this bit this hurts my feelings no not damn it all don't do it pierce change your mind oh you had to kick him in the head look he wasn't even doing anything you didn't have to shoot him you see him very after he got kicked in the face you see him very slowly reaching for his gun (laughs) i got this it's okay (laughs) He really is one of the most pointless henchmen ever in the history of Jack. He doesn't do anything. His body, like, other bodies get hidden in trunks. His gets thrown in a dumpster in plain sight. How did he get a poster? Like, seriously. <laughs> That's the only reason why I want to get Ulrich Thompson on this show. It's like, how did you manage to get yourself a poster? Do you have a copy of your poster in your bathroom? <laughs> You know how, like, some people, they go to these events and they bring their own, like, little fan card to hand to people that they've signed because, you yeah. know, they're that famous. Like, he just walks around with them in his pocket. He just goes into, like, a McDonald's. Can I have a Big Mac? And here's my autograph. <laughs> you ever go into somebody's house and they have, like, some mock Time magazine they had made up with themselves <laughs> as, like, person of the year? People walk in, they see, like, the Davidoff post and, like, <laughs> that's good. Like, you're in a James Bond movie. That's funny. <laughs> I do like that's something always about this that I just laugh at when it's like, "Did you bring them? You got the grease or whatever." It is. <laughs> just shoes, shoes, black market tree. And I love this shot here where they kind of zoom up from their feet upwards and they're just like <laughs> just shoes. So, what if they were all like sort of slowly nodding at each other? It's like those are some good shoes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm gonna get laid. What color are yours? <laughs> what color are yours? Red. <laughs> I'm gonna get so laid in these shoes. <laughs> Shouldn't like this be complete like Goldfinger throwback with Miley at the moment, like coming through the door, basically at that point when he's in the. Vaughn like, the... well, just always carries shaving cream on him so he can <laughs> smear it on a mirror. Yes. Oh, here it comes. Oh, I'm getting excited, Colin. What are we, uh, we're 56 minutes into this movie and the real star is about to show. When you think nuclear physicists and who could play them in a movie, Denise Richards often does not come to mind. (laughs) But for some reason, the casting team of The World Is Not Enough thought, well, if we want this movie to be believable, we will get a woman who was a lesbian in, what was it, Wild Things, (laughs) to come out and be... Like, on this episode, can we come up with a list of at least three actresses working in 1999 who would have been worse than Denise Richards? It would have been worse than Denise Richards. Yeah. Wow. Uh, is, is it possible to come up with three who would have been worse than Denise Richards? Um, for some reason, Lisa Kudrow jumped to my mind. <laughs> <laughs> to now, Phoebe, Phoebe would have gone as a Bond villain. <laughs> smelly nuke, smelly nuke. <laughs> I 
seriously don't know why Lisa Goodrow just popped into my head. <laughs> you hear 1999, and that's the only name that comes to Lisa Goodrow. <laughs> I love this guy, the, the general guy, who's basically like, don't even think about it. Not even a good... Because, like, clearly yeah. she's got to go for you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's, oh, it hurts me. And you are. <laughs> oh. but, but come on, Pierce does have a way of saving some of these scenes. Like, oh, I yeah. don't know any doctors. <laughs> <laughs> I think Pierce Brosnan's facial expressions at this point sums up everybody. Like, how the fuck is she a nuclear <laughs> physicist? <laughs> <laughs> right now, this is what's going through. You look at him in the next shot. What's going through his mind? Like, you mean they seriously couldn't get Lisa Kudrow? <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't available. Uh, is there actually like you know how they generally have you know? Oh, originally the role was written for like. Um, yeah. I've just I've gotten here. I've, I think we went over this one in our episode, but on the IMDb trivia, Denise Richards was attracted to the role of Christmas Jones as she found the part to be brainy, athletic, and had depth of character. A change in direction from previous Bond girls. Audiences did not agree and often considered Christmas to be the worst Bond girl ever. This was the first Bond film to win a Razzie for the same reason. <laughs> Something which Madonna would back up in the next movie, but. <laughs> Oh my god! Who else? Who else besides Lisa Kudrow? Nineteen ninety nine. I'm going through bad nineties actresses right now. <laughs> Surely the list isn't that hard. <laughs> I'm waiting to see Denise Richards on here. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, what was it? Who was the one she got it on with? In what was that? Neve, Neve Campbell? Is that how you say her name? Yeah, Neve Canadian. She Canadian. Oh. Yep. She's gone on to big things since the 90s, hasn't she? She's, she's everywhere. Well, she... Every <laughs> once in a while, she pops up on a TV movie here in uh, in Canada. Hey, she made number five on Forgotten Actresses in the 90s, Nev Campbell. Well, she actually... No, she actually... She was... What was she in recently that I watched? And I had to keep looking her up. Um, Dream 4? Oh, I've gone blank. What's... um um House of Cards. She was in House of Cards. She was like... Oh, a, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And she actually wasn't too bad, so... She still exists. I take that back, Neve Campbell. That's uh, <laughs> amazing. We're talking up the more famous one from Wild. <laughs> oh, like, uh, okay, I've just Googled, and you've probably gotten the one there, 15 Forgotten Actresses from the 90s. Yeah. Um, 20 famous Hollywood actresses who can't actually act. <laughs> oh. Oh, they've got a picture of Jennifer Anderson. She can act, can't she? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Janet Jackson. Oh, here. <laughs> Good Janet. Ja- you know what? I hate Janet Jackson, but I think she makes a better Christmas Jones. <laughs> Sarah <laughs> Jessica Richard. Parker. We could add a horse in the role of. Um... <laughs> you went there. I wasn't going. Oh, to everyone always there. goes there. It's just a go-to joke. Um... <laughs> Jennifer Lowe. Oh, Melissa, Melissa Joan Hart. We could have had Sabrina, the oh, teenage there, witch. <laughs> but you know what? I still think she makes a better Christmas Jones. Uh, that's, that's good. How is, how is Kim Kardashian on this list? Who has ever put Kim Kardashian in the role of actor? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Uh, I love how this is basically turned into a Survivor at- Oz commentary where we're not actually talking about the movie anymore. <laughs> we're just... <laughs> I'm looking up currently Razzie winners from the 90s. Oh, that's a good that's a good idea. Denise Richards, did she win every Demi year? Bo Derek? Kim Bassing? Well, she already was a Bond girl. Yeah, that's right. Demi Moore? <laughs> <laughs> the Spice Girls? The Spice Girls? <laughs> they won Worst Actress? Have you seen Spice Girls? Fran Drescher, nominated oh, yes! 1990. Fran Drescher! Imagine her as a bongo. Ah. <laughs> 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 We've found another one. What is that, two now? The only protection you'd need is from me. <laughs> We're just going to our 90 sitcoms. <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're missing some big so plot points of the movie right now where he's just <laughs> dropped the no point living if you can't feel alive line. And <laughs> so what, if, what if Pierce just, like, when they're like, uh, what's his character's name supposed to be here, the scientist? Um, yes. Doctor whatever. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we love Doctor this movie. Russian guy. 60 year old or whatever. What if he's just like, Botox? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Was that even invented in 1999? I think, I think, in all honesty, Pierce Brosnan could have dressed up as Christmas Jones, put on a wig, put on some fake boobs, and still would have been a better actor than Denise Richards. Oh! Christmas Jones and Richards. Don't say any jokes, I've heard them all. I don't know any doctor jokes. Oh! Oh, okay. Pierce Brosnan needs to like be like if we had any pool with Pierce Brosnan, he would be in our house right now. But like if we could somehow create some YouTube channel where you could actually get the real Pierce Brosnan to dress up in a week and re edit these scenes, that would that would win the internet right there. <laughs> Fran Drescher as Bond and Pierce Brosnan as Christmas Jones. The name's Bond, James Bond. Ah. <laughs> I'm seriously stuck on 90 sitcoms. What about the the woman who played Janice in Friends? Actually, no, she actually turned out to be quite a good actress, actually. She was in something and she was... Never mind. Um, just the character of Janice. Friends turned out to be good actors. She was in... um. She was in Californication in one of the seasons as, like, this raging feminist. But she actually was... Because, I again, I looked her up and I'm like, she's, she's familiar. Who is she? And I'm like, that's Janice from Friends? Um, so, yep. <laughs> Fran Drescher, well, that James Bond. Yeah, that died. <laughs> well, come on, Gillian Anderson wants to be Bond. Hey, that would work. <laughs> oh. No, it wouldn't. Uh, but it's <laughs> I just like Gillian Anderson. Human body shields here. <laughs> oh, this was actually... They, they really constructed this set, didn't they? Like, this was a real... Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not CGI, Ben. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I do love every time he gets like injured, he always has to stare at himself like, I can't feel pain. <laughs> How does he know he got injured then? Mm. How does he feel it? How does he feel anything, Renard? What is she doing? What is Denise Richards doing right now? She's just like aimlessly pulling shit and pressing buttons. <laughs> like, what? Why? You know what? 
half of her scenes in this movie where they're just running a camera with her wandering around backstage. <laughs> she's not even acting. Like she's like going, Where's where's the drinks table? <laughs> <laughs> How do I call Charlie? <laughs> You ever see the movie, like, my favorite comedy of all time, Bowfinger with Eddie yes. Murphy and Steve Martin? Yes. The the My favorite line in that whole movie is where they're trying to say, well, you can't make a movie if somebody doesn't know they're in it. And Steve Martin's like, did you know that Tom Cruise didn't even know he was in that vampire movie until two years later? <laughs> <laughs> That's Denise Richards. Denise Richards. <laughs> oh, it's funny because my friend who I watched this with recently, uh, I sort of asked her afterwards, like, what did you think of it? And, you know, she she liked the film and that sort of stuff, but I didn't even sort of say to her anything bad about Denise Richards, but she automatically said, Denise Richards was shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do love that scene there, the whole bullet. Like, if that, if that window was not bulletproof, movie over right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love the pointing. <laughs> He's got his dick out. <laughs> Pierce looks down. What? What? I don't get it. Denise <laughs> yeah. Richards still trying to. <laughs> she really just looks stupid here when the door is open. Let's be honest. Again, not acting. <laughs> she's she's waiting for the director to roll action. <gasps> now this scene's epic. I do love it. She's still standing there. That's... Move, you dumb bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Even even Bond's yelling at you, girl. It's looking back so Stop! Stop! Drop and roll. He will burn. Sorry, we've got to stop. Colin's just having a moment. He does love his burning people. Uh, and like, why is Renard even bothering to shoot people? Like, he could just drive away, and nobody would know right now. They all think he's like a good guy. Like he's just. <laughs> I mean, they could. Just... There are two. There are two trailer moments that stuck out to me. Uh, one was him swinging on the chains going through the door, and the other one is this moment here. Like, every trailer yes. showed this. My name's Bond, uh, and then all of a sudden he just shoots up. I think this is one of James. the best. This is top five, you know, Bond, James Bonds of all time. Oh, yeah. It's up right up there with, like, Dr. No and Casino Royale. Yeah. It's just, it's that, that to me is James Bond film right there. Like, you, you never get Daniel Craig doing that. Well, we just said Casino Royale. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) In the meantime, everybody's just shitting themselves. And how did he take off so quickly? Like, I've been on planes. I don't exactly get on him quickly. It's the Davidoff influence because he worked for them. He just speeds things up. Davidoff does it all. (laughs) Nobody does it better except for Davidoff. (laughs) I can't be the only one excited to see if we get retweeted by Davidoff. <laughs> I, I would, I would just—that's it. I quit. <laughs> I, I give up on life. I've achieved peak life at that point. <laughs> Forget Mini Driver. <laughs> that is our new apex. <laughs> In the meantime, we've, we, you know, like Roger Moore or Pierce Brosnan have like direct messaged us, but we don't care <laughs> because <laughs> Rick Thompson. I'm just looking here. I'm still on the worst actresses. Um, Cindy Crawford, she acted, did she? Uh, Pamela, Ran- okay, Pamela Anderson. Probably, no one would be looking at her I acting. I think she anyway. makes a better Christmas Jones. <laughs> uh, Alicia Silverstone. I mean, she kind of. Yasmin, Yasmin Bleeth. Keep going. <laughs> Sharon Stone. Oh, I don't know. 
How is Jessica Lange on this? Didn't she win like a thousand Oscars? She's brilliant. How is she a worse actress? Every Oscar, didn't she? She won like a Golden Globe every year for American Horror Story. I do love this scene. I love the laptop. (laughs) Flat screen. (laughs) (laughs) That was the first flat screen laptop in the history of movies. Good boy. He does get his name dropped in this movie. Falcon. (laughs) Bond practicing for gladiators. (laughs) Surprise. Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey as Christmas Jones, I think, would be amazing. (laughs) Britney Spears. Amazing. (laughs) Justin Bieber. Amazing. (laughs) Me. (laughs) Come on, you can go too far, okay? (laughs) Do you ever, okay, I mean, I think everybody sort of heard the stories of, like, the newer Star Wars movies. You know, like Liam Neeson, Ewan McGregor, Hayden Christensen on the set, and that they would be making lightsaber noises while they were filming, not realizing <laughs> they were even doing it. Do you think that any of these Bond actors, every once in a while, just step through a window, punch somebody, and, and then they're very quiet, like... <laughs> I just want to imagine Pierce Brosnan playing around the set, doing the Bond theme. You can imagine out of all of them, it would be Brosnan who would do it, you know? (laughs) Exactly, yeah. It's it's not going to be Dalton. (laughs) (laughs) Roger Moore would just be like, do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Like, all classy. Do you think think while filming the beautician and the beast, maybe Fran Drescher (laughs) once a while with like, Well, there's your connection. This Fran Drescher was a Bond girl to Timothy Dalton. (laughs) <laughs> oh, Mr. Oh. Bond. Ah. <laughs> this has just become every bad pop culture moment from the 90s dropped into one episode. <laughs> Didn't she become like a UN secretary envoy or something like that for the United what? States? Like she, be- she seriously got like some really big wig job in the White House. I'm not even joking. Like... Look her up, because <laughs> nobody. She's become Kananga. <laughs> yes, in connection to the Bond universe. Um, she was, yeah, she was a public diplomacy envoy for women's health issues for the U.S. State Department. <laughs> Fran Drescher. Yep, because when I think of diplomats, I think of the nanny. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I used to actually really like the netty. Um, oh, I feel more sorry for you every time you open your mouth on these episodes. Hey, I was a kid in the 90s. We didn't have good TV back then. Hey, we had home improvement. That's and, true. Uh, and, uh... Tim the Toolman. Uh? <laughs> Al Ball. I think that was the... <laughs> I don't think so, too. <laughs> that was the ultimate of the 90s, I think. Put a wig on Al Boland with the beads. <laughs> Still better than Christmas Still joke. better than Christmas joke. I don't think so, Bond. <laughs> What's the neighbor? Uh, was that, what was the neighbor called? Was that Wilson? Wilson. <laughs> you can't even see his face. Still a better than Christmas joke. 
Well, hi ho Dr. Arkoff. <laughs> his name. That was his name. <laughs> He's cooking, like, roast pygmies from, like, Nepal. Like, what's all those gross things he used to cook? <laughs> oh, oh. I love that show. <laughs> Uh, this is the thing on the Oz Network. Never do commentaries because you will never actually talk about what you are commentating on. People are missing mine and Noah's Dr. No commentary right now. It's all my fault. Ben. <laughs> I'm like talking this up. Like, Colin and I have had this conversation. We're like, oh, well, Noah can't do one. Let's do a film. Oh, let's do The World Is Not Enough because like Noah doesn't like it. Colin and I love it. <laughs> we're like halfway, more than halfway through this movie, we're talking about <laughs> Brand Dresser and Al Borland. <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh... Alright, well Judy Depp's almost about to slap somebody <laughs> Look how confused this guy at the computer was <laughs> how, What am I doing in this movie? <laughs> Bondy's fucking good at maths Can we point that out? When he's all like It's going yeah. this guy We've got 78 minutes <laughs> Like, you know those like <laughs> those quizzes where they're like, a train leaves Moscow at 2.28pm and a train leaves Rome at, you know, like he would be a whiz at those. You mean an IQ test? <laughs> yes. See, I'm smart enough to know what they're going. Why is she with him? <laughs> because what do you need to defuse a nuclear bomb? Me. Me. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Like, oh. This again. This kind of goes like I think no, say the character is pointless, and I I can see in a way, but like <laughs> if she was a good actress, you believe why she's with him, but not like doesn't exactly take a degree in nuclear physics, <laughs> like, oh. which you didn't get one, Denise Richards. <laughs> <laughs> Printing one from the internet you created on Word doesn't count. <laughs> Has she ever done an interview, but, like, like, in the last 17 years talking about her role as Christmas Jones? <laughs> oh, I would love to find it or host it. Has she actually, sorry, let's just say, has she ever done an interview? <laughs> <laughs> now, here's the other question. Why is this device in miles per hour? Like, how many countries are there that are not on the metric system yet, other than the United States? Well, I guess because Americans would be watching this. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> A British movie tailoring themselves to the Americans. <laughs> Just sounds like MI6. <laughs> On drinking beer, right? <laughs> Faster. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Come I, on, change gears. <laughs> I do actually, I always did like, like this scene. She, it's cool though. What is she, I love the scene too, but what is she steering? Exactly. What I mean, there is a steer? pipe. <laughs> you can't go left, you can't go right. <laughs> What is she doing? You just need to literally press it on. Accelerate. (laughs) He's like, it's not turning left. It's because there's no left to go by. It's a straight line. (laughs) I do like this bit in the background with her sort of like pacing and like giving people looks. Yeah. The first thing. This was actually one of my favorite scenes when I was younger. I I loved this scene. Yeah, I still like it too. Hold me steady. What is seriously wrong with her? Like, <laughs> I don't think that Charlie Sheen was the only one snorting up the entire 90s. 
he was stoned the whole time he was with her because every time he was sober, that's why he got divorced. Oh, God, I'm going to date the porn star. <laughs> or maybe that's her problem. Like, maybe she she's not good at acting when she's sober or something. <laughs> She needs to be stoned. I mean, in all honesty, <laughs> I think I've seen like half of Wild Things. And was she not in like the scary movie with Charlie Sheen when they were ripping off signs? Wasn't she the one pinned against the car like in signs? I think that's all I've ever seen her oh, in. I remember. I just remember from Starship Troopers. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> yes. How do I forget Starship Troopers? I love that movie. Oh, but man, if there is one movie she's worse than World Is Not Enough, it is Starship Troopers. I do have to admit, I did kind of have a bit of a cry. I mean, she's not exactly unattractive, but like she, when she talks, she is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when she just shuts up. <laughs> I love they're going, what was it, like 80 to 100 kilometers an hour, and they could roll off the yep. back, and they roll like four feet. Now, and, and like, I'm not a scientist, but I'm sure that, like, fire in an enclosed space, wouldn't that just, like, shoot through the pipes and burn them alive? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, and he's Vulcan's big one line in the entire movie. <laughs> it was a dud. And why does he have why does he have Goldie's chains on? Because him and Goldie are sleeping with each other. <laughs> That's the only thing I can come up with. I do, this bit is just like, I'm so sorry, but I have a gift for you. Now's not really the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, how awkward would it be if completely legitimate? <laughs> she opens it up. It's like, what is it on um, Groundhog Day? WrestleMania tickets! Electric King Judy Dench's M ringside at WrestleMania. <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, in the balls, Hulk. Meanwhile, plot twist. <laughs> plot twist. She's evil. I never would have guessed. I love how calm the guy in the background looks. Like we do this all the time. <laughs> We're evil. We like to leave people on. Here we go. Come on, slapper. Yes. Judy Dead slaps people. <laughs> Episode one. Electric King. Episode two. Fran Drescher. <laughs> Ow, that hurt. <laughs> Mr. Sheffield, he hit me. Who would have ever thought that Fran Drescher would get slapped by Judy Dent? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what do you think the chances are of getting a Fran Dresser interview? <laughs> <laughs> Can we just get a tweet from Fran Drescher now? <laughs> right, this is, this is episode 30 into getting tweets from famous people. <laughs> She does have a Twitter account. Get excited. <laughs> She's only got 221,000 followers. <laughs> 200,000 up on Davidoff. <laughs> it doesn't look like she often replies to people, though, sadly. Oh, she's hosting a health summit on October 26th in Los Angeles. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> like, Get on it. Usually you see you see people like real like fitness people doing something like this like Get fit with friend Drescher <laughs> Okay and everybody Baron now's arms Was this a bit weird Oh here comes the First things first line. I thought I was just about to say I thought we missed it. <laughs> no, it's still to come. 
What are you doing here? Avoiding those types of questions. <laughs> Avoiding acting you know, There's somebody else that would be a more believable Christmas Jones. Siri would be a more believable <laughs> Christmas Jones than Denise Richards. I should totally get Siri up on my phone right now and just... Uh... <laughs> Siri, please quote Christmas Jones. Sorry, I didn't get that. <laughs> and how many takes were ruined because they said all you have to do is say it doesn't take a degree in nuclear physics sorry i didn't get that siri who would make a better christmas jones oh it didn't work this episode has gone to shit we're just on siri now Meanwhile, we're getting Electra Jones with Renard. <laughs> Siri, who would make a better Dr. Christmas Jones than Denise Richards? Come on. Let me check that. <laughs> I found this on the web for who would make a better Dr. Christmas Jones Fitness Richards. <laughs> Fitness Richards? <laughs> <laughs> Her and Fran Drescher doing fitness classes together. <laughs> All right, Siri. It's body pump with Christmas Jones. Oh, I love the fact that Siri's on board with fitness. Can you just ask Siri what she thinks of Denise Richards as Christmas Jones? We promise this is the last one, people listening at home. Siri, what do you think of Denise Richards? I think, therefore, I am. But let's not put a cart before the horse. <laughs> That's exactly what Denise Richards says to get the role on the horse. <laughs> was that a Sarah Jessica Parker reference? <laughs> yes, that was a subtle reference to her being a Bond girl. Oh my god, we really need to uh, talk about this movie. <laughs> yeah, this Judy Dead's fine bar. <laughs> I remember that. You know, when I watched this film, I thought it was kind of cool again. It's like, oh, M's being kidnapped. Like, it was a, you know, I guess a big step. I mean, we're used to that now. I mean, M dies in Skyfall. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> M dies in every movie. <laughs> now we're just used to, like, all the MI6 crew being more involved and sticking cigars in between their legs. But, like, I mean, this was, <laughs> I guess, the most involved an MI6 crew person has been, what, since License to Kill and Q on the scene, really? Uh, I mean, I guess... Again, it's another one of those things that if you're watching this and you've seen lots of 90s action movies, this would be predictable, but you've never seen it in a Bond movie before, and that's why I think this movie works. In two, I think it works because it does go against a lot of the Bond stereotypes, which is why I was able to drag my sister to see this movie, and she actually likes Bond to this day. But it also works because if you are a Bond fan and you like this, you're getting something new. I actually was I was reading an article recently, uh, you know, one of these speculation ones about Daniel Craig having signed like a two hundred million dollar deal or whatever to stay on his bond. Oh, yeah. And you know, of course, they go in detail about how you know they're trying to diversify the role. Will we have a black bond? Will we have a female bond? And then they've put in the um, article about how people are like, you know, talking up the history of the misogynist nature of James Bond. There's a clip on YouTube of like James Bond hits women. Like, it's just a clip on YouTube. I don't know how it goes, like, five minutes of just every time James Bond has hit a woman. Um, so, yeah. 
We're really getting to that point now in in society where even like 1960s James Bond, who lived in an era when it was okay to hit women. I'm not saying that's a good thing, but like you can't go back and change it now. But now we've just got to completely shit all over him. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, in 30 years time, are we going to shit all over the fact that we've got a male James Bond in general? Oh, so sexist. Well, like, come on, we're a couple steps away from having a horse playing Lassie, so why not? <laughs> I don't know Sarah Jessica Parker. Where do you draw role. the line? People? <laughs> oh, they're gonna do like the, the whole Ghostbusters reboot. So just like everybody's like, yeah, <laughs> female, and Brosnan will just drive the taxi in it at some point. <laughs> oh, he gets angry, smashes the glass box. He scrapes his knuckles. He's like, no, let me remove a piece of glass from my knuckle angrily. If you feel nothing, then did you just feel an orgasm with her? (laughs) I mean, I guess that's not pain. I mean, it depends your definition of an orgasm, but... (laughs) We're getting very specific now. (laughs) Let's go back to talking about Fran Dresser. (laughs) (laughs) I can't feel pain. <laughs> oh, look at her putting the ice cubes over her body. How sexual. This has got us talking about the movie again. <laughs> Didn't see this in Braveheart or Lost and Found. <laughs> Clearly that hand is going down to her knee. <laughs> oh, that's disgusting. Sexist. And, like, look at this. An action scene for Judy Dench. <laughs> now she had long hair. <laughs> oh, come on, Judy. Is this where the price tag is? Oh, uh, yeah. Where's the price tag? Apparently there's a price... We were going to... We actually... We did plan on doing things in this episode, people. We actually like, let's pull up some goofs. And apparently, according <laughs> to IMDb, a price tag is clearly visible inside a supposedly old and rusty lamp hanging above the table in the room where Amy's held prisoner. Yep. We'll have nice. to look for that price tag. <laughs> Everyone rewind. <laughs> Seriously, don't. You're totally going to screw up this episode, people. Well, hang on. Let's be completely technical here. Like, we said Bond is good at maths, right? Somebody has obviously worked out the actual distance and all that. So this says here, it is stated that the bomb travelling in the pipeline is travelling 70 miles per hour, has to cover a distance of 106 miles. Bond states that this would take 78 minutes. To cover 106 miles at 78, 70 miles per hour would actually take 91 minutes. However, <laughs> Bond admits in Goldeneye that he was never good with numbers. <laughs> Which is why they took his word for it exactly. when the world was at jeopardy with a nuclear bomb. Yep. Exactly. Oh, How no. quick was the guy on the phone to tell her the news? <laughs> Hello? Bond's alive. alive! I gotta go down my <laughs> I do like this scene. <laughs> That's the Azerbaijan flag. <laughs> this is Zukovsky at his best. That's Denise Richards at her best. She's not speaking. <laughs> She's just sitting there looking pretty. That's Denise Richards. Wasn't I the one in a past episode who said I like my woman silent? <laughs> that was you. You said that about somebody. I can't remember. Which episode was that? Um, maybe people have to go back and listen to them all to find out. Yeah. I do love that line, though. That's always used in the trailers. Can't you just say hello like a normal person? person. <laughs> I don't remember. What if he came to check- I was going to say, what if he came to check on his factories on skis, just like Electric King? 
I, I do think like this was good though, like because I remember watching this and going, "Oh, Zikovsky's evil again!" Like plot twist. But I mean, he kind of is, but kind of. I mean, that's just the thing, isn't it? He, <laughs> he is, but he isn't. That's Zukovsky. <laughs> it's like him and Bond are friendly, but they're not friendly. It's just like a little '90s sitcom. That's Zukovsky. And you just got the crowd going, "Ah, Zukovsky." Meanwhile, the giant so while Lisa Kujo pops up. Yeah. <laughs> we still have to come up with a third person before the end of this episode, so... <laughs> yes, send it in to... Keep the... trying to remember the 90s. Well, we could always go back, like, to the 80s, an aging actor who needs to make a comeback. <laughs> Sheena <Heather> Easton. <laughs> Sheena Easton. I would rather see Sheena Easton as Christmas Jones. The Queen. <laughs> what Queen Elizabeth II? Well, she acted in a James Bond thing, sort of. <laughs> still a better Bond girl. <laughs> when we eventually do our Bond girl rankings, the Queen in the London 2012 <laughs> Olympics. <laughs> yeah, just bad actresses. What are in those pipes? Uh, caviar. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Gas. Yeah, I love how long it took for the gas to ignite with all those sparks. <laughs> now, dude, like my, I think I talked about my sister like being absolutely in love with BMWs, and you know, she even I think semi got into James Bond just because she wanted to see all the the BMWs used in it. But like, is this the least time a Bond car has ever had in any Bond movies? Like, they legitimately show it with Q, then they legitimately show it five minutes later, basically getting chopped in half. Um, well, I mean, I think Quantum of Solace had a little bit less, but it, I know Quantum of Solace, even, even the one sequence in Quantum of Solace probably was more than this. But like, if you actually analyze BMW's involvement in the Bond franchise, I mean, what, they had three movies <laughs> and in each of their movies, their cars really don't get shown that much. I mean, Tomorrow Never Dies is basically the only one and that's like a grandpa car. It's not even an attractive car, but like, I mean, you had what, this and Goldeneye, the Z3, I think, I don't know if that's the Z4, but. It just You know, we saw more of the BMW logo on the wheel there than we see of the car in action in this movie. That's the uh Bond what? the Bond uh producer's way of saying, Fuck you, BMW, we're gonna get a better contract for die another day. And at what point did it not saw through the gas tank? Yeah, all exactly. Those if that was a villain's car, it would have blown up. I do like his line. Q is not gonna like this. Yeah, that was his uh, retirement card. <laughs> and then Q pops up. No, I'm not, 007. <laughs> I'm with Fran Dresser. I do like this scene. <laughs> he's like, oh, Q getting it on with Fran Dresser? Oh, Mr. Q. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that scene was always used in the trailer, wasn't it? Him running away from the giant buzz saws. Yeah. Of course. He's... Yeah, that's another one. There's... You know you're a huge Bond fan when even though these movies are like over 15, 20 years old now, you can still remember every shot that was in the trailer, yep. even though you know the movie by heart. I remember this trailer was the one, wasn't it? In the countdown to the new millennium, it's always good to know you can still rely on one number. And it goes, and they're like, Bond, yeah. Bond, Bond. <laughs> yes, I do remember the trailer well. <laughs> it's just like I always remember Tomorrow Never Dies trailer the fact that they would cut back and forth with the QC yeah. where he's talking about oh do you need fire insurance explosion yep. maybe I hope not but accidents do happen 
And of course, we all remember Moore, Roger Moore. (laughs) (laughs) Brosnan, Roger Bronson. (laughs) I just, the thing too about, I mean, these, the classic Bonds or whatever, it's hard, weird saying classic Bond, and this is, you know, seems still new to me. 1999. But, um, I mean, the, the music, like, what was it? Was, was it Dr. No? And I, you might have talked about it in the commentary. I remember we t- they used the theme too much. But, like, yeah. here, I don't know. Like, it just seems it's perfect. I mean, you don't get it that much in the Craig movies anymore. You don't get the Bond theme used as epically as you do. And sometimes it's like they use it in scenes of badassery just because he's James Bond, fuck you. Whereas, like, you know, obviously Daniel Craig movies are a bit more realistic. So it's like, oh, no, we can't use the Bond theme now. But, um, I mean... It's like, you go, you go all the way back to the Connery movies. You're talking about when you use it. They were using it every time he broke out a talcum powder <laughs> in Connery's movies. He gets out of bed. <laughs> I think the Brosnan movies use them the best. I mean, I think, I mean, Dying of the Day didn't really use it much from memory, did it? I think. But um, they're too busy using good music like Madonna. But <laughs> I still I still do not get this scene. Like, he, how is he drowning? He's like knee deep right now. <laughs> and he's like half a meter away from the side. How can he not just reach out to it? I love he's not even movie. trying. I love this movie, but this always pisses me off. <laughs> this is where we draw the line. This is the jump the shark moment for the whole franchise. Denise Richards holding a cane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> here, can we just do Fran Drescher doing the sour cream line here? <laughs> I really wish that Denise Richards was in that pool of caviar right now. <laughs> oh. It'd be a wet t-shirt contest with caviar. Well, you know, that's the way Hagrid does it, right? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, he's a good actor. I mean, let's be honest. He's drowning in caviar, still speaking in a Russian accent, and you just believe he's Russian. That was Denise Richards. Absolutely not. Look, he's about to touch the wall there. He literally is reaching out to the wall right there, and he still needs help. Uh, after you. Here's, I mean, again, we're spoiler alert. You know, Don't Goldie turns out to be a bad guy, but... I love just the idea of a cowardly henchman. There's something else we don't see in a Bond movie. This movie does play against Bond type quite a bit. We don't really see henchmen full stop. I mean, we've had one in the last four films. <laughs> Davidoff. <laughs> well, I, mean, I meant kind of in the, the Craig era, but yes, Davidoff is the oh, only okay. one that you remember. <laughs> Let's just, the last great henchman was Davidoff. Absolutely. Him or Mr. Kill coming up in... <laughs> Vulcan. <laughs> we should mention um, we because I mean people are probably going like oh Doctor No and then gone to World is not enough. How did they come up with that idea? We sort of explained it, but we're going to at the end of this we're going to do a random draw of um, just yeah we don't know which one we'll be doing next, people. So it could be Die Another Day. Um, That's how we force you to listen to the whole episode. <laughs> yes. What will they choose? <laughs> Special guest Fran Dresser drawing out the numbers. <laughs> Number seven. Ah. Ooh, evil music with submarine. <laughs> now, Maiden's Tower is a real thing as well. I think we it was in From Russia with Love, wasn't it? That we saw it in the background. Yeah, you see, the, still see the price tag on that too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep. Oh, check out that 
water. (laughs) (laughs) This is what we do when we actually talk about the film. Oh, check out that water. This is why we don't talk about the movies. Again, why is Denise Richards there? Like, at this point, does she... (laughs) I'm going to say this. I, I, I love this movie. I think it made, I don't know, like, seventh on my list or something like that. You probably have the list up there. You oh, can even I'll tell find me it while you talk. All right. Uh, it was high on my list, seventh. and I always love this movie. <laughs> seventh. There you go. Seventh greatest James Bond movie of all time. Um, I've complained about certain things in here that I don't think work in the movie. I've always maintained that from this scene on, this is a perfect movie. Like, there isn't one moment that, that doesn't just blow me away every time. Denise Richards acting. <laughs> she doesn't say much from this point on, so it actually gets better. <laughs> That's where it works. No, I, I'd agree with that. I think it, it ends extremely well. Um, like, it starts very well, and it's a good middle as well. But, um, yeah, it's... I mean, again, didn't Noah say the ending was shit in the sub? Like, shut up, Noah. Uh, <laughs> the submarine's awesome. That's, like, one of my favorite climaxes of all time. I think in our recap, when we recap the Brosnan ones, I kind of didn't talk it up as much, and you were surprised that I didn't talk it up as much. But, yeah, I'm just an idiot sometimes and say stupid things, so... <laughs> yeah. We kicked you off the last episode just exactly. because of that. You, you, get, you sent me Actually, to the we bench. Kicked <laughs> we kicked you off the last episode for your rankings of the song. Songs rankings. <laughs> yeah. Still living that one down. That's why it's taken me five months to do another episode. Where's the price what tag? What is the climate? <laughs> yeah, where is this? I was about to say, what is the climate like here that they all need to be wrapped in blankets for a the morning? I don't know that Turkey is exactly the coldest place in the world. Um... <laughs> like bordering the Middle East for <laughs> six. I love it. like, what's the time? No, it's not. You're going to wait for a few more hours until you kill her. If it was time for her to die, you'd shoot her right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Again, Bond villain logic. <laughs> Pull out the Scotty evil brain right now. <laughs> Why not just shoot her? <laughs> I wonder if, like, in all seriousness, like, villains are like this in real life. Like, ISIS. Or, like, you know... Do, yeah. Do they actually legitimately just hold people hostage for ages just to toy with them? Is this a real thing? <laughs> do they come up with, like, bad puns when they're ready to kill somebody, too? <laughs> We need to find a real spy and get them on the show. I mean, we could just make up anyone because, I mean, real spies wouldn't reveal their identity. Fran Dress is probably a spy. <laughs> um, but is that Mini Driver on I a always poster? <laughs> I always want to say, I always thought when, when I was just like VHS, I'm like, is that Fomka Jensen? <laughs> I've never actually noticed that poster before. How does he know it's a bomb? It... <laughs> well, his ice cubes were sizzling. I don't know. <laughs> If he was wearing, like, x-ray glasses, like, shouldn't he wear them all the time? Like, that would just save a lot of time in these movies. Can I also say, of all Pierce's wardrobes, this outfit is my favorite Pierce outfit. The the gray suit with the blue shirt? The beige suit and blue shirt, shirt. yeah. It's, it's, it's decent. Unbuttoned, so you see a little bit of the chest hair. Yeah, back when Bonds had chest hair. Daniel Craig and <laughs> your smooth, sexy chest. Um... <laughs> What if they weren't hungry? What if they didn't want to eat? Surely there was one of these... Yeah, what if one of these... 
One of these guys like, you know what? I've had some bad diarrhea for the last couple of days. Uh, I could not possibly. Is that Davidoff there again? Davidoff's come back to life. He looks like Davidoff. Um, that's his twin brother. Um, no, oh, sorry. I, 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 I'm I'm vegan. I can't touch that. <laughs> and surely, like, they don't eat them all at the same time. Surely, one of them's like put the plate down and is like continuing to read his newspaper. Realized all these like sailor friends are like dying around him. Or oh, maybe I won't eat this food that was just conveniently given to me by the weird-looking, creepy man. Yeah, exactly. Oh no. And can I just say that is my favorite Electra wardrobe in the whole movie. I, I prefer the one where she's naked, but um... <laughs> I don't know if nothing counts as wardrobe. <laughs> well, I mean, she's had to put her clothes in the wardrobe, so <laughs> counts. You were saying that this came in at what seven for you? I put it at number one, uh, and overall. To spoil our, if you haven't listened to our We're Stalling People Recapping the Recaps episode, uh, it came in at number eight, just below Skyfall and just ahead of Spectre. Spectre? Spectre. The closest to me. Here's another question. If Renard can't feel anything, why does he need to wear a jacket? (laughs) Why isn't he just constantly naked? I don't feel the cold. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Exactly. That's That's a good point. If he doesn't feel anything. Does he feel hunger? Does he feel tiredness? <laughs> well, that's why he's not passing out. He didn't need any of the refreshments. Exactly. He, he he's ex- <laughs> oh he's he's what's um why have I gone blank on um uh die another day? What's going on here? Um, Gustav. Gustav, thank you. Doesn't need to sleep. Oh my god, Ben's losing his mind on die another day. <laughs> oh, when we get to die another day, that's when they really lost all creativity for villains. We've done everything. A guy with made of steel, a guy who can't feel pain. Let's have a guy who can't sleep now. Hey, it's Let's easy. make Insomnia a supervillain. It's just a bit of a villain, Colin. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, Noah, that's oh, a terrible love drop. That. I like it too. Shut up, Noah. <laughs> I love it. Especially the fact that he goes family motto. Yeah, exactly. I like. I didn't even realize. Was it on a Majesty's Secret Service where you see that? Isn't it? The world is not enough. Yeah. Similar. I still remember seeing that for the first time too, because I, I knew this movie before. It was probably like I had seen maybe six, seven Bond movies at this point, uh, maybe maybe a little bit more, but it was less than half. Hmm. And Honor Majesty's Secret Service was one of the first ones I got after this. Uh, I went on a huge binge watch of Bonds after this came out, and knowing the world is not enough line from this movie when I was watching World's uh, the, the on Majesty's Secret Service, I totally geeked out at that moment. Like, ah, I get it now. It's a joke. It's such a Bond title, though, isn't it? Like, it's... Yeah, exactly. It's so Bond. You know, it's, it's, is there a longer Bond title? On Her Majesty's Secret Service? Hang on. <laughs> it's got more syllables, I think. <laughs> um, Spectre. Yeah, I guess On Majesty's <laughs> I do love I the chair. Well, that's the other thing. Like, there are certain things about this movie that don't work, and I'll admit that. But the things that work are just so good. And I think Spectre's similar in that way. Spectre's not nearly at this level, uh, I think. But this torture, I mean, there's so many Bond torture scenes. This might be my favorite Bond torture scene ever, or elaborate Bond death that a villain plans. I love it, but I still just don't get that. Oh, I've got no earlobes. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> She cut off her own ear. Fucking evil bitch. <laughs> that's, 
that's what people do when they have Stockholm Syndrome. It really does surprise me that, as we said before, that she's really the only female villain. Because, like, I mean, if you do think of James Bond and who he falls for and all that sort of stuff, like, surely this should have been done more. Because, you know, he would easily fall for a female villain because he's Bond, he's horny. I mean, in all the movies, basically, he would have saved the world half the time if he hadn't had to save a woman. So... (laughs) And she's so good, too. Like, it's... The thing that I think they've really nailed with the at least the last two Daniel Craig movies is that we have these villains that are very memorable and unique. And that's what Elektra had going for her. And I think they, they can go back to that. I don't think, don't just do a female Bond villain because you want to do a female Bond villain. The reason it works in this movie is because it makes the story more interesting. And they're always on about making Bond girls more complex and blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. But I don't think they've really nailed it too much since Elektra. I mean, I know you're probably going to talk Vesper. about Casino Royale, but yeah. that love story wasn't <laughs> Unrealistic <really>. love story. <laughs> I do love this bit, like the fact that I think I enlightened you and Noah, didn't I, about what happens to you when you supposedly choke yeah, to death. Right. <laughs> <laughs> people, Which I don't know if we need to go into gory details oh, again. I wanted to quickly go over it because I like being smart every now and okay. then. But like for those who haven't listened to our World is Not Enough <laughs> episode, when she's basically straddling him and talking about getting a bit kinky with him, supposedly when you get hung or you die from strangulation, uh, supposedly you get an erection. It's like a medical fact. Um, so <laughs> clearly Sophie Marceau knows her medical history when it comes to choking people. <laughs> I love that you said, I want to say it so I can sound smart. You actually sound like a masochist who watches <laughs> snuff film. Shh, don't say it. pervert. <laughs> I love that. So, oh, like, this is, like, this is what I love. You have all these really great characters at the end, and Christmas Jones doesn't get to do anything. <laughs> it should be the whole movie. Bring it to me. <laughs> and I love the, the, even just little things that Sophie Marceau does are so good in this, like the reaction she has uh, at, at certain points, the reaction she has when she, Bond's yelling at her, when he's pointing the gun at her and everything, mm-hmm. the reaction there was Zukovsky. Like, she's like, Oh yeah, sure. Why not? Remember I'll what, give you the hat. Remember watching this thinking like, why the hell is she he about to shoot Bond? I was like, <gasps> duh, yeah. Duh. Wait, but they're friends, even though they were enemies two movies earlier. Yep. Now, didn't wasn't it Noah who basically was trying to debate is he still alive? I just always assumed he died. Like, I mean, <laughs> Wait, Noah's trying to. There's some conspiracy out there. Like, this is Boba Fett. Like, he survived the Sarlacc pit. But this is the point. This is it. He did. He gives a nice little friendly nod. Yep, good on you. You're awesome. Think a mini driver die. <laughs> <laughs> That's called method acting. <laughs> Too bad if he was like a shit shot and he just like he was like an actual villain in these movies who can't hit anything for shit, <laughs> then Bond would be screwed <laughs> more than... Yeah, literally. what if he had hit him in the face? <laughs> <laughs> that really hurt. <laughs> I'm have a lump there, you idiot. <laughs> Just like a dumb and dumber where it's like, oh, they gave me this bulletproof vest. What if they shot you in the face? <laughs> <laughs> what if, you shot, what me if they face? shot me in the face? <laughs> That's the risk we were willing to take. <laughs> I just love I love how playful she is here too. Like she honestly <laughs> believes not near left credit. She honestly believes that she is that that charming that she could kill a man and he'll come back and just completely fall at her feet. Yeah. 
Why does this afterthought? Bond! Because you know very well they filmed this entire thing and forgot they left Judy Dench in a cage. And like, no, what about Judy? What if Bond was a shit shot and just killed his boss? <laughs> Bond! He just had a spike in the back of his neck and a boner for the last five minutes. Like, he's not thinking straight. Look at that, 1999. What is that, a walkie-talkie or an early iPhone? <laughs> the very first Apple Watch. <laughs> Ooh, They're right there. Her reaction. Like, the first time where she's like, uh-oh, I may be overestimating my charm here. I like those glove things she wears. Just thought I'd point that yeah, out. To cover the fact that she cut off her own wrists or something. <laughs> she's Daniel Craig. I'd slip my wrist yeah. before being a villain in Bond again. I'd rather slip my wrist than play Electric King again. I love that little smirk she gives. And then it's all like, M's like, oh, you killed her. Oh, my God. She's evil, M. Don't you remember her slapping you? I do love that. I never miss. And then he's Necro Bond again. Yeah, your Necro moment. <laughs> How many times have you brought up necrophilia? <laughs> I like snuff and I like Necro. Like, shut up. <laughs> why is M shocked at that point? I don't get it. Why, why is oh. M like, oh, you actually did it, Bond? This is one of those moments that like gives me goosebumps still to this day for some reason. It's not just Pierce Brosnan removing his jacket. <laughs> That's right. Oh, but it's yes. just how dramatic it is. Like the submarine's diving and then the music kicks in and Pierce dives into the water and he's gonna save the day. And what if he missed and landed on the top of the submarine and just went splat? <laughs> so now this episode is just all the what ifs. <laughs> Bond was like a really bad spy. What if he was Jason Statham in the movie Spy? <laughs> What like why is the person with the 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 door only closing it now as they're about to dive? Like I just want to say, there's certain things. There's also certain things in in older movies, even if it's recent old like this, where they didn't anticipate high definition was going to make it visible. I swear Taylor Lautner was Bronson's <laughs> stunt double in that last shot. There's a '90s actor. Well, he's not really '90s. <laughs> There's an actor, <laughs> maybe not as good as. Yeah. <laughs> maybe here we go, here not we go, as here good. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I forgot, yeah. Oh, eh? <laughs> the only Pierce Brosnan impersonation we can pull off. <laughs> <laughs> I just love it. I think we've talked a lot about this before on the show, but like there are moments when I'm watching these and I write down in my notes, like, oh, I love that bit, but Colin or Noah won't find it funny. And then, like, when I mention, oh, I forgot, yeah, you're like, yes, I love that bit too. <laughs> like everybody, that's like the unsung hero of Bond one line. <laughs> Bond, like, sounding completely cockney. Oh, I forgot, yeah. I want that that's guy. That's right up there with <laughs> the nod. Best. Best uh, unintentional accent since Sean Connery said, Yes, I speak English. <laughs> uh, yes, I speak English. <laughs> or uh, Lazenby in his Hillary impersonation, which is getting dubbed over. <laughs> he wore glasses in that, didn't he? Didn't he wear glasses as Hillary? Oh, I guess, yeah, under the sky. There we but... go. Well, maybe Bond was in disguise as somebody. Look, there's Davidoff. Davidoff getting smacked in. And these people shocked. Oh, my God. A guy's got a gun. There's Davidoff clones all over Turkey. (laughs) 
Uh, just, I just, what if he pulled the wrong lever right exactly. there? Exactly. What if he was going up? <laughs> like, and like in all seriousness, again, like, why does he take so long to put the thing in the hole? Like, I mean, God, he must be terrible at sex, Renard. Like, just put it in. <laughs> well, we know he is. He can't feel anything. <laughs> That's why Electras always choke him so he gets hard. Uh. This is where we would actually benefit from, like, all the signs that have to say what everything is in Dr. No. Because he's just shooting things and bad stuff's happening. We don't know. I, it just looked like he shot, like, some tiny little bubble. Yes. So we're going up then. Shut up, Denise Richards. <laughs> Slight miscalculation. <laughs> what if Pierce just ended every line after this with an A, like, Slight miscalculation, eh? <laughs> Thought Christmas only came once a year, eh? Yeah, eh? <laughs> it's like just turning Canadian, eh? <laughs> Thought I've forgotten about you, eh? <laughs> and right there, that's where we needed a sign that says accelerator. <laughs> yes. Those pieces of paper has paper. Smoke. <laughs> <laughs> it's always good to have a lever so you can fill up your confined space with toxic gas. Literal James Bond. <laughs> I'm still confused as to so him putting this giant rod in that hole somehow makes the core go nuclear. Like, well, it's 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 plutonium, isn't it? Shouldn't there just be a lever that says nuclear or like? <laughs> Yeah, that's how all nuclear subs work. You have a switch that says, we live, and another one that says, we die. <laughs> I love how, like, you know, like, after, say, Jurassic World came out, they did all these interviews with, like, paleontologists and dinosaur experts, like, oh, this isn't true, this wouldn't really happen. And, you know, you have yeah. all these certain movies where they always get scientists to talk about their... Like, do we ever have, like, nuclear physicists, like, that aren't Denise Richards come out and say, like, no, that's not what a nuclear bomb looks like? Or no? Like, I mean, what does a nuclear bomb legitimately look like? look like does anybody know <laughs> well i just love that that's the biggest debate people have it's not are the nuclear you know physics dialogue moments accurate in this <laughs> do they really show their midriff <laughs> do they really have wet t-shirts at the end of a movie <laughs> like i mean this is the bit that i always remember the most about denise richards in this movie the wet t-shirt at the end <laughs> another thing they didn't anticipate in high definition <laughs> james it's, it's too, too risky <laughs> that's what won her a Razzie there people right there that was the defining line of the world is not enough James it's too risky giant red bars <laughs> and like this is I know head. I said I wasn't going to complain about anything but I have no clue what anything in this submarine does and I've watched the hunt for Red October like seriously we need those signs in here I, yeah I, I don't get it either how like he's he has to go in a tube to get let into another room, and then she has to press a button to let him in again. Yeah. Like, why? Why? Where? Where's he going? Like, <laughs> if he's getting let back in again, why does he have to leave the room in the first place? Yeah. Now this just not and re- with all this. Oh, there's Taylor Lautner. <laughs> this is just not remind you of Titanic all of a sudden. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. it does with me. <laughs> And like, should they be electrocuted by now? I'm seeing light bulbs exposed underwater. <laughs> exactly. What if like Bond couldn't hold his breath long enough? What if he just died like right there? <laughs> like, <gasps> what if 
What if all those years as a chain smoker came back to haunt him? <laughs> well, that's a good point. Like, he's a smoker. Like, I'm sure his lungs aren't, you know? Oh, no. Denise Richards, she's drowning. Like, he's... Oh, no. Has he not just swam back into the same place he just left? I love this movie, but like, <laughs> I love how he has to look at his watch to signify yeah, that he's being exactly. impatient. Well, it's six thirty-five. Oh, should be. Pretty... Didn't we say it was supposed to be three, two, one, Jones? What's wrong with her? It's the same party was at a second ago. Like he's in the same little window. <laughs> and why does that release water? How does he know that that? Re- how does Bond know everything? <laughs> Stop picking this movie well, apart, he... Ben. He's a naval commander, after all. I guess True. that part would that, make that's sense. That's a good point, yes. Ooh, he's pulling out the big phallical tube. Very slowly. <laughs> now this is where it turns into Mission Impossible. Dun, 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 dun. Coming down. What else is great? Bond is like how many hundreds of feet underwater. He's been in and out of a submarine. He's almost died. His shirt's still tucked in. That's why I love this man. <laughs> It's very proper, Pierce. <laughs> I mean, no tie, but the shirt can be tucked in. Now, this is a tough right, choice. This is where the... <laughs> I love how he's like, oh, I, I know I should save her, but she's so bad in this movie. If there's one Bond girl that nobody would have been sad that, that she didn't survive, it's this yeah, moment exactly. right there. James! Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. I hate this bit where she says James. This is the worst line in the movie. Even worse than what she said before. Yeah, James. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my nuclear family. By what? Like hitting him in the head? Like. <laughs> okay, I th- said I would say nothing else bad, but that is a bad line. Welcome my nuclear family, James. I was if you're gonna do anything, Denise Richards, like. How many takes do you think it took when she was calling him like Jerry and John the whole time before Frank. they finally got one? She's like, that's what that that's what that take really was. She's like, oh, I remember James. <laughs> James. So is she. That's awesome though. I love that. Yep. And he's just like, fuck you. You're lying. <laughs> that's a full on Darth Vader. No. <laughs> Yeah, it is a pretty cold-hearted moment from Bond, too. Yeah. Although, so he, does, he does kind of redeem himself in a few minutes with the, she's waiting for you. I do like that line. Yeah. Like, But again, this is what's so great with Pierce is that he's hurt. Mm-hmm. What other Bonds get hurt? And I was, I always like, like martial arts movies. Um, and I always love that Jackie Chan would pride himself on being the guy who... When he got punched in the face, he would be in tears. He'd still be fighting the bad guys off, but he was in tears. Pierce Brosnan is the Jackie Chan of James Bond. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for Rush Hour 4 with Pierce Brosnan and Chris Tucker. <laughs> Thought I forgot you, eh? You put your own shit in the back. <laughs> and, of course, the whole evilness part right now is he has to plug in a hose. Like... <laughs> This is where the movie would be better if it said, like, compressor line. Because yes. right now we're thinking that's the smoke line. Yeah. <laughs> Quick, put it on, Pierce. Put it on. Oh. 
else would have made this a little more effective if it was the the pointy end that came out. Yeah, exactly. Here we go. He can't feel pain. And he has that little smile. Oh, he knows he's yeah. gonna die. It just amazes me. Like, yeah, guess as you said, he's a naval commander, but like. Oh, I know that if I plug this in and press the middle button and then turn this little <laughs> knob, it's going to shoot this into him and he'll die. What if it actually penetrated the shell of that and you all blew it? <laughs> well, exactly. Like, what happens if that launch and it went nuclear at that point? Oh, shit. Boom. <laughs> oh, Denise Richards, we have to stop it. <laughs> can you ask... Can we just do one more? Can you ask Siri to deliver one of these lines? Can you just ask Siri to say, I thought Christmas only comes once a year? I don't know if you can actually get it. I don't know. Siri, say, I thought Christmas only comes once a year. That may be beyond my abilities at the moment. Yeah, and Denise Richards. <laughs> uh. <laughs> she spent too much time with Renard. She can't get there. <laughs> exactly. This submarine blind looks cool. I also love, um, he tells her, you know, you got to exhale all the way up and stuff like that. <laughs> just Lock, like in the entire movie. This <laughs> <laughs> is funny because there is real reason love to this. do that. I love these random tourists on a boat being Hi. dicks. Hello! <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. What if we just had like an octopus? Like, did you catch that British guy in the water? That's spectacular. <laughs> Brosnan's like abusive. Fuck you! Come pick me up. <laughs> Denise Richards, James. Do you think right now that Robinson's saying, "Why am I even in this movie?" <laughs> oh, here we go. Why are they letting off fireworks? Oh, let's celebrate <laughs> the fact that he's saved the world. <laughs> yeah, why are they? Like, shouldn't they be cleaning up the whole <laughs> river, ocean? <gasps> The Caspian Sea is probably contaminated with plutonium right now. <laughs> Meanwhile, Bond's too busy unwrapping his Christmas present. Yeah. I remember this in the movies. Everybody just cracked up laughing. Yeah, I think it was groans here. I think maybe we talked about the Canadians were very proper. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just somewhat really like this super cheesy line. There's just something about it. So bad. It's I don't think you could see his butt crack through infrared. <laughs> and he's, he's not even doing anything. It's not like he's thrusting her. He's just laying on top of her. Like, <laughs> he just has trouble controlling his, regulating his body temperature just naturally. And M's shocked that he's having sex. Yeah, 007. I do like that line. <laughs> Must be a primitive. Yeah. The Millennium Bug. Why are they a having... reference nobody will get anymore. Why are they having sex on top of a roof anyway? Yeah. <laughs> She's done it in space. <laughs> How many more places? <laughs> I think that's... We need we need that back. Um, oh, what will he return yeah. in? Uh, we need the cheesy end of the movie crappy one-liner. <laughs> I don't yeah. see Craig delivering it, getting into a car and driving Oh, come off. on. Didn't we had I Never Left? <laughs> True. <laughs> It's all right up there. Oh, wait. Here comes in the uh, Dr. Molly Warm Flash, Davidoff, and Gabor, the three best characters. Oh, pilot. And helicopter pilot. Casino Thug. Nina? Who's Nina? Daz Crawford, Casino Thug. Love him. Oh, maybe now's the time to. 
do our random draw for the next movie. Oh, aren't we going to talk through the credits? I thought this is a bit Oh, yeah, good. let's 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 kind of give our parting thoughts here. This is what Noah and I were like, just before we started recording Dr. No, Noah and I are like, yeah, so maybe we should do like our parting comments during the credits. I'm like, you do know the credits are 10 seconds long in Dr. No, right? <laughs> I love Dr. No, goodbye! Meanwhile, in World of the Nothing, we pretty much haven't talked about the film at all. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so let's start back at the beginning. Cigar Girl. <laughs> uh, I love reading credits sometimes and you see the jobs. Like, how do you become the video playback operator? Like, is that person just <laughs> job to press play? Oh, we need to see that scene again. Press play. Okay. Dialogue editor. Do they just they just sit there and it's like, all right, so uh, let's take a look at take three now. Take three, take three. I'm sorry, the playback guy he called in sick today. A special thanks. Nobody to all else the is trained crew. on the equipment. I, I just love some of the jobs that you have, like best boy, and assistant. yeah, best boy, assistant. When I was a kid, it was always best boy and gaffer. gaffer. <laughs> Sculptors, modelers, super supervisor in greenery. Tracy Curtis had a big job. She had to make sure things were green. <laughs> you, had to, you had to, you had to do like what, like like checks on the che- the the trees to make sure that the leaves were. Mister Brosnan's hairdresser. <laughs> I love how they're so proper in the credits. Mister Brosnan's hairdresser. Oh goodness, the moving picture company. Yep. Magic Camera Company. Is that to make Denise Richards become an actress? Spectavision. <laughs> main titles produced by David Batchel. Spectavision. Spectre. Disco balls and all. <laughs> Fire and safety. Travel and trans. Insurance services provided by Aeon. <laughs> Albert this, this is what this commentary has turned into. <laughs> the best bit is... <laughs> this is the only way we can guarantee that you're... Uh, the, the listener's audio is playing at the same speed as ours. <laughs> Ski photography consultant, Stefan Zurker. Balloon pilot, Simon Askey. Catering by Busters. <laughs> Mr. Maybe we should talk about the, the film here. <laughs> yeah, what did we just, just watch? Idea. We're coming near the end of the credits already. Uh, well, it's a good film. Uh... <laughs> yeah. what, was, what was the song that was supposed to be played here? Because um, this was a last-minute replacement because David Arnold had written other... Was it the experience of love from uh, GoldenEye and then they had the surrender from Tomorrow Never Eyes? There yeah, was another song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hang on, I can find it. I, it's, it's on the soundtrack. Uh, <laughs> just in case you didn't know. Um, stall. Uh, <laughs> we're stalling, people. Um, <laughs> only myself to blame. Only myself to by blame. By who? Scott Walker. That wow. famous singer. The famous Scott Walker. Um, he's an American-born British singer, songwriter, composer, and record producer. He's known for his distinct baritone voice and the unorthodox career path, which has taken him from a 1960s pop icon to 21st century avant-garde musician. That's what I knew him from. Uh, <laughs> so, anyway. I'm a big avant-garde musician file he does actually have a huge wikipedia page as well like it's very big anyway um <laughs> that was the world is not enough we talked about it for about five minutes um <laughs> don't you miss noah isn't don't you miss him on this show uh so do we what do we say for closing thoughts in it it was good um yeah uh <laughs> cool yep 
did we come up with a third person that was better than uh, third '90s actress better than Denise Richards? No. <laughs> <laughs> We've been able to come up with two, or that was that would be worse than her. Um, so, <laughs> two hours and eight minutes, and we could still only come up with two '90s actresses who would have been worse than Denise Richards. I'm just trying to think of like I'm just going to sitcoms here. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Meg Ryan, no, she's I don't know. <laughs> what sitcom did she do? Her life, I don't know. <laughs> Cindy Crawford, no, we say Elle McPherson. Uh, well, they went to a models in Bond film. Just a... aren't actresses. Oh, Elle McPherson was an actress in Friends. <laughs> I'm just going through Friends now, apparently. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm stuck. Send it in to 007 at hotmail.com. Yeah, we need to hear if there is a third actress who could be worse than Denise Richards as Chris Jones. Now, if we're going to go on better, uh, then we can just start right now. <laughs> Um, so are we, uh, is that it? Do we just draw the next film now or do we talk a little bit more about it? I don't even know what the process is. Uh, here. <laughs> I don't know if I have much else to say. Davidoff, you are a gem. Yep. Davidoff, Ulrich, if you tweet us, we will win life. So, yeah. um, okay. So what we're going to do now is we're going to randomly draw a number. So, uh, Clearly, we don't want either number one or number 19 because we have done those. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to press a button on andrew.hedges.name forward slash experiments forward slash random, otherwise known as the random number <laughs> generator slash picker. I have typed in I want one number between 1 and 24, and I just press a button that says get random. So Couldn't you ask Siri? Well, we can try. Hang on. <laughs> While we're here, let's see. Siri, what James Bond movie should we do commentary on next? I found quite a number of James Bond movies. <laughs> well, apparently she's found 24 movies that say Silkwood, The Rose, The Godfather, Mr. Roberts what? on the waterfront. You can't take it with you. Uh, it's a wonderful life. These are all James Bond movies, according to Siri. Uh <laughs> We could always do The Taking of Pelham 1, 2, 3. <laughs> oh, great movie. Um, all right, stuff you, Siri. You're dumb. Uh, all right, shall I? Okay, back to, uh, what was his name? Andrew John Hedges. Steven. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm going to press a button. It's get random. I press it. It gives me number 21, Casino Royale, apparently is our next oh. movie. There we go. That's all right. A good one. We'll take that one. So, um, yeah, <laughs> of course it has to go to number 21. And How would you have been if it did number 20? You wouldn't have believed me. Um, <laughs> I would have said edit point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> edit point. All right, so uh, our next commentary will be Casino Royale, the 2006 version. So I think our actual film recap, that was our longest episode we did, didn't we? Didn't that go for like four hours and 20 minutes or something like that? So I think we're still recording it. Noah just left us half. <laughs> yes, this is just a break. This is the intermission. <laughs> uh, we're still going. Uh, so thank you for listening to our World Is Not Enough commentary. We talked about the movie for about five minutes, but we hope you enjoy Fran Dresser. Um, I guess we'll be back for Casino Royale. If we don't do that one next, we'll probably do another episode in between. We don't know. It's 007. Nobody knows what's going on. Um, but my name is Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I just got that reference. It took me five <laughs> And I am Colin, and thankfully, 007 no longer comes only once a year. <laughs> and good night, Mr. Sheffield. This is 007. 
Ah, yes, the legendary 007 wit. Or at least half of it. Born James Bond. Can't you just say hello like a normal person? Would you like to check my figures? Oh, I'm sure they're perfectly round enough. I'll see you later, Mr. Bond. So you put your money where your mouth is. I have to get it back, or somebody's gonna have my ass. First things first. Dr. Jones. Christmas Jones. And don't make any jokes, I've heard them all. I don't know any doctor jokes. I thought Christmas only comes once a year. I suppose we all have to pay the piper sometime. Oh, pipe down, 007. I think. You're not here to think. You're here to do what I tell you. Nobody can resist me. James Bond, Universal Exports. Ram Davidov, Chief of Security. She wants to see you. Not you, Davidov, him. I'm looking for a submarine. It's big and black and the driver is a very good friend of mine. There's no point in living if you can't feel alive. But then again, there's no point living if you can't feel alive. Isn't that right, Electra? Isn't that your motto? Who are you? And how did you get in? I'll call security and congratulate them. I've always tried to teach you two things. First, never let them see you bleed. And the second? Always have an escape plan. See you back at the lodge. Tanner! Oh, I've forgotten you, eh? You know what happens when a man is strangled? Why am I suddenly worried that I'm not getting enough insurance? always wanted to have Christmas in Turkey. What have you been, you gold-encrusted buffoon? I could have given you the world. Oh. The world is not enough. Foolish sentiment. Family motto. And don't make any jokes, I've heard them all. 